What up, what up, what up, everyone? So again, we're back here another Friday night, a little bit after nine, but you know, we'll make sure we got all the technical difficulties and everything worked out for y'all with another episode, Top of the Key Podcast. It's your boy, Cool McCain, and I am joined this week by three wonderful men. Uh, to my side here, we have the con man himself. What's going on, con? What's going on, y'all, man? Looking forward to this evening, man. Yes, sir. Yes, so directly below him, we've got that guy. Y'all seen him everywhere today. Y'all see him everywhere all the time. Coach Dante. Know it. <laughs> What's good, y'all? Happy to be on top of some NBA with you fellas, man. Yes, sir. And then Michael hits us with a, hey, guys, good evening. Good evening, Mike. Appreciate you hopping in and checking us out, man. And then, of course, we also have making his re-debut because we ain't seen him in a while. Chris Robinson. What's going on, Chris? Man, how's it going? Cool, man. Appreciate you. Let me come on and join you guys. Ready to talk some basketball. Hey, that's what it is. That's what we're here for. So, gentlemen, if you'll indulge me, we'll go ahead and hop into uh, our first topic, which is going to be just the NBA standings and any thoughts that you gentlemen may have on our uh, current standings. So, we'll start... Uh, this week we started last week in the Eastern Conference, so we're gonna start with the best in the West this year. This week, so <clears throat> we'll start at the top here. At number one, we have the Denver Nuggets. They've clinched um, a playoff spot. Um, they look to be in a good position to keep the number one seed. Not as good as you would like them to have been playing their last ten games, but hey, I mean everybody has a little bit of a slump at some point. But they are 47 and 23. So, gentlemen, any thoughts from any of you guys on um, the Denver Nuggets and how they played this season? I'm good. I talked about mine last week, so I'm going to let this be you guys giving your thoughts. They don't want to hear me again. <laughs> I, I, I started off real quick. You know, I've been watching a lot of NBA games uh, more than usual. And, you know, Denver to me, they, they went to a little low. They lost three games in a row. And uh, they really weren't looking uh, like the Denver of old, and like you said, um, right now they're in uh, solidly in first place. Um, right now, I mean, they're getting healthy. I think that uh, that as of uh, last night, they're playing a little bit better. But um, you know, I got to see more. Denver's known for always doing good in the regular season, and then they choke during the playoffs. So right now, you know, we can say how good they're going to do, but right now, it really don't matter. Right now. Regular season don't mean a damn thing unless you get home court advantage. That might help. A lot of teams have a hard time playing out in Denver because of the atmosphere and stuff like that. But Denver, hey, so far they're in first place. Let it go. I don't think they're going to remain in first place, though. Watch out for Sacramento. That's me. But go ahead. <laughs> so I know. So Coach Dante is going to be next here, but I just have to interject here. I've been hearing this all season. So I just want to point out two things that I like to point people out to. This, you know, not, I'm not tempted to change anybody's opinion. I just like to interject some facts into the conversations because a lot of times when it's teams that people don't want to win for whatever reason, they start to spew these things out to get into people's mind. And I'm not saying that you're a spewer comment at all, but you know, these things <laughs> no, get psychologically <laughs> placed in your mind like sneakily, and then you start to really believe it. The last two years, you've had a Denver team that's had <laughs> Nikola Jokic, and you haven't had. Jamal Murray or Michael Porter Jr., right? Correct. Um, the playoffs the year before last and then all of last season, including the playoffs. So if we were to take LeBron when he was in Cleveland 
and we take away Kyrie and Kevin Love and he doesn't win, no one's going to say, oh, you know, he's got to win in, in, in Cleveland. He hasn't won in Cleveland, right? If we take away whoever you think is Joel Embiid's top two next best players, we're not giving him grief because he's not winning. If you take away Steph Curry's next two top best players on the Golden State Warriors, we're not questioning if he can win or not, right? If you take away Jimmy Butler's next two best players on his team, we're not questioning if he can win or not. And we can go through a, li- a laundry list of teams. But for some reason, when it's Nikola Jokic, oh, we're going to completely overlook the fact that Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray, the next two best players on that team, have not played in the playoffs in two years. And we're going to say it's all on Nikola Jokic, who went and played against the Golden State Warriors team, whose whole game plan was to take him out and still managed to get a dub for his team and had an average of triple double. We're going to take those things out because it's Nikola Jokic. So I just want people to remember that this is what y'all been saying about a man who's been carrying his whole team, pulled up his bootstraps, and put the whole team on his back for the last two years, right? So when things change, just remember Paul McCain was trying to tell you, and y'all were buying into this ESPN Fox bull crap. <laughs> I. I know we're on a different subject, but I just kind of want to comment on what you just said on that. It's because Jokic is has a chance to make history. You know, he has a chance to be a three-time straight MVP. So you got to look at these reasons, like, you know, his success or his failures. That just has to come with it. And it, we did do it to LeBron. I, well, okay, I'm going to say we, but it is. He still, you know, he gets criticized for losing to that Golden State Series. Will Love and Kyrie got hurt. Yeah, but they I play, mean, they got hurt. This dude, they ain't play, is what I'm saying. They are not playing. They're not there at all. There ain't no they was there for half the series. They weren't there. I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna say Jokic is on the level of LeBron, because he's not. Legacy wise, anyway. But yeah, he don't flop. <laughs> and he don't travel. So he definitely ain't on the level of LeBron. We we criticize LeBron for his failure losses. So we have to do it to Jokic for not even getting to the you know to the finals. If you're that great, you have to. We did it to Giannis. Giannis got a lot of criticism for playoff failures. James Harden gets playoff criticism. Did Giannis get a lot of criticism though? Yes. Really? Yes. Yes, he did. does too. And Bede. And Bede's getting it too. But here's the difference though. Here's why I say the difference is. Again, you haven't taken away the second two best players for two seasons from these men and asked them to go out and win a championship. That's the difference. If you take any of these guys, you take with the two next next two best players, I'm not going to say they're going to get a pass, but we're going to say, well, once they get their guys back, we're going to see. With Jokic, the story is, oh, he can't win the playoffs because he hasn't won without the next two best defenders, offensive players, and all around players on the team, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's where I'm like, come on, y'all, we really gonna do this? All right, so cool. If you don't mind me interjecting, so what you're saying now, sir. because they are healthy, what are they gonna do? Now right, let's see what they're gonna healthy. do. Yeah, let's see what they let's see what they gonna do. First of all, I yeah. am like you, sir. No, they're gonna stay and, in first. Place. And, they are going to stay in first place. Okay. They're oh, yeah, they're in first place. If, if, they, if they don't make it this time, what are you gonna say then? It depends on where they go. If they go to the Western Conference Finals and lose, that's farther than they've been. So is that a loss? If they get if they get knocked no, out of the first round, if they get knocked out of the first I round, I think the thing I'm gonna be is, embarrassed and ashamed. 
the thing is on that cool like if who is fearing Denver being number one these play-in teams Everybody. want to play Denver first round Everybody you think the Lakers don't want Denver first round you think Denver don't want the Lakers first round the Lakers Anthony Davis ain't going to that round with any biggers in there. If there's any big in there, in there in the middle, Anthony Davis is not going in the middle. He go in there when he playing against guys my size, and I'm six one. That's who he go in the middle on. He ain't going in there against nobody that's going to be a big star. Okay, so he'll that's going to make him a jump shooter. He's effective still. Not as effective when he's not in that rim. He's getting a lot of those points because he's been handling smaller men down low. Let's watch the games. I watch a lot of the Lakers games. No, you're right. I'll give you that. So if you take that away from him and you make him have to work against a big that's playing five, he's got to also go defend him. So if he's not going to play the five, who's going to play the five on the Lakers? But are you expecting Jokic to defend AD? Yes, sir. Jokic can defend AD. (laughs) Because he's going to stop him from getting to the goal. That's all he has to do. If he if he if he can make, if he can get 30, 35 points a game with nothing but jump shots, so be it. No, that's not happening. No, really, that's, that's not gonna happen. So all but, okay, you so you're putting is you want him to, I'm not. He has to guard every game. Yep, for game. Yeah, that's that's taking away a lot of offensive energy that Jokic is gonna have. Because he has to do it every game. He always has to guard. He doesn't have the luxury of disappearing and playing the easiest big. He has to guard someone every game. If you watch Denver, you know that they play a switching defense. So there's times where you have Jokic on a three, where there's times where you have Jokic on a two. So he plays defense. This is not something that would just be happening now. This is something that he's done all year and still maintain this triple-double. But people who don't watch the Nuggets and only listen to what these people who hate on him tell you don't think he plays defense. Watch his play. Go back. There's plenty of games on YouTube. I'm Go not knocking his watching play. I'm not knocking his defense, but is his defense effective enough to stop Anthony Davis from a, getting to the hole? A driven Anthony Davis. So when have we seen a consistently driven Anthony Davis? I have something the, to say right here. The last time they played listen. Denver in the playoffs. I want to say something right now, and I want everybody to listen. Right now, you're seeing a different Anthony Davis because there's one ingredient missing from that team. When that ingredient returns, Anthony Davis is no longer Batman. He goes back to being Robin. Anthony Davis is Robin is a lot different from Anthony Davis is Batman. His Robin won a championship after beating the Nuggets. His Robin didn't win a championship. His Batman won a championship. LeBron was Robin on that team. Go watch this Whoa. series. The person who should have been the MVP is Anthony Davis because that's who won that entire play. He won, no, Anthony Davis won the series against the Nuggets. Anthony Davis won every series. Go back and watch. Again, go back and watch. What's in that cup? Fruit punch. <laughs> I see fruit punch. <laughs> what you been sniffing before the show, the way you talk? <laughs> hey, cool. I'm just looking at the, the remaining schedule uh, of, of your Denver Nuggets. Out of the next 12 games, they got seven games that I think they're definitely going to probably lose if you look at this schedule. And uh, they've got the Knicks. Knicks. They got who? They're at the Knicks. I ain't worried about uh, that. Tomorrow. I ain't worried they about that. They got Brooklyn Sunday. I ain't uh, worried about that. All right. Wednesday, Washington. And now here we I go. I ain't worried about that. Back to back. Milwaukee on the 25th. Then they go to Philly on the 27th. I ain't worried about that. What? You ain't worried about Philly? Do- 
No, because Joel B. Joel and B. already had his monster game against Jokic this year, so he's happy. He's satisfied himself. Okay. And you then don't on think Thursday, that, so? With the, <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, comment. But so with the ESPN standings coming out, having Embiid above Jokic at, in the MVP race now, you don't think Embiid's going to come out and try to just look? Y'all are right and put on a show against yeah, Jokic. He's already he's already um, put on his show against Jokic. He you has don't think he's going to do it right now while this is fresh. Really badly um, every year, and he did that earlier in the year. So this game, he's going to be more middling. He's not going to be as dominant as he was before. Now this is going to make Chris real happy. They play Phoenix twice. They got Phoenix. That's that's a worst case one and one. And then they got Phoenix ain't playing no defense. The six Phoenix ain't playing no defense. And then they got Golden State in the mix as well. And they got Sacramento. So I'm just saying they got a tough schedule ahead. That is a hard schedule. We that may is a hot schedule. Y'all got to We may lose four of those games. Four. May. We yeah, may y'all lose. still not, like, <laughs> Denver has number one lot. Like, nobody's getting number one but Denver. Yeah, they've they got four and a half. They're going to get that. Yeah, but that first-round matchup is going to be interesting for them. Looks like it's going to be is Dallas, it? right? There's a chance nah, it's got the play It's the play so with all the pits. And if it's, if it's Dallas, I'm excited because Dallas has no big. Yeah, That's right. Sure. Yeah, right. And they play less defense than Phoenix. They do have a big oh, man, Dallas. but they still play him. They just don't play him at all. Kleber. You didn't play Kleber in that game, though, in that series. You can play Kleber, but again, they ain't no big. Jokic against Kleber. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You ain't playing Kleber for that. I'm talking no, about against him. Jokic. I'm talking about the You're guy. You're talking about Wood. Oh, Powell. You're talking about Christian Wood. No. Who did they acquire this summer? Christian Wood. Who oh. else? From the Houston Rockets. Who else? He got rings. JaVale McGee? Yes. Oh, you sacked the I'm fool not right saying all game. I'm you saying he's a rim protector. You better not put JaVale McGee on Jokic. I'm just saying he's a rim protector. Who else they got? Like you said, if thing, who else they got? You better not put McGee on Jokic. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying the whole game. I'm just saying... They they paid him all that money. Not even one play. You better, put, you better put him on Thomas Bryant. That's what you better put him on. Put put him in the Thomas Bryant game, maybe. But you don't want that. You don't want that on Jokic. You don't want that on Jokic. Because Dante, let me slide you. I'm not saying he's the game. I'm I'm talking about. You know he got six fouls to waste. You know what I'm saying? Think about it. Jokic is a good free throw shooter too. I know. I know. I know. I agree. Be t- that could be twelve points that you're giving giving us right now. <laughs> you got a point. I, 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 I'm just saying. Hey. So we're gonna go to Coach Dante here and get his thoughts if he has any. Also, we're gonna welcome in song, the king of blasphemy himself, Marcus. Oh, no. Here we go. Here <laughs> we go. Here we go. <laughs> all right, Coach Dante, what you got? Well, first of all. Um, Anthony Davis gonna stop himself because all he like to do is face up and shoot jump shots all day. And if if you can, if you want him to shoot jump shots, you will live with that. So he doesn't attack the rim as much as you think. He doesn't attack the rim. He loves it. He's a jump shooter. He's one of those guys that's like that turns itself into a stretch, kind of like a big a rim protector stretch for a five or something like that. He doesn't go to the rim. He doesn't attack the rim. And Anthony Davis, to me, it makes it seem like he don't like he uh, can't stand physicality when he's trying to go inside. So other and other than that, um, I say I, I like Denver. Like I say, I think Denver uh, does have enough. I think they do have enough to get to the NBA Finals. Uh, having uh, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. back 
definitely helps them out having uh Thomas Bryant in the paint as a backup, someone who can stretch the floor and also play some good defense and play above the rim. And having that leader in uh, Reggie Jackson definitely helps them at the backup point guard spot. So I'm re- I actually like Denver this. Year. I actually like Denver this year getting to the um, NBA Finals. All right, Marcus. You, you had a question, my brother, because well. I've been away for a few weeks now, so. So we're doing we're talking to standings and we're just talking about Denver and your thoughts on uh Denver Nuggets at this moment. My thoughts on Denver? Yes, sir. They're pretty they're a pretty good team. Uh you know me, I'm not a big fan of you know Jokic being back to back MVPs. Uh you know, I, mean, I think this year I think MVP. this year he's actually having uh MVP season where his team is actually number one. And he has the numbers to really back it up. And I thought the previous years, you know, Joel and B should have won them. So, but as of right now, I'm going to give it to Denver. They've been holding it down. Joker's been playing unbelievable. Uh, I don't got them in the finals, of course. You know, I see them getting bounced in the first round. But as far as the regular season goes right now, you know, they're doing a thing. And they happen to play Dallas. Lakers, you know, in that first round, I believe they get bounced in six. That's the biggest joke that's been said tonight. I'd give them Dallas. They beat Dallas. <laughs> that's the biggest joke that's been said tonight. <laughs> they, they beat Dallas in six. They ain't beating the Lakers. Oh, though. every podcast that's been played tonight say that they would lose to the Dallas Mavericks is the biggest joke. <laughs> Dallas, I don't think the Minnesota Timberwolves without Anthony um, would, would lose to them because they play no defense. Yeah, Dallas is a joke. Dallas plays no defense. But see, that's funny. They played no defense last year, and they still got to the Western Conference Finals. But how did they pass set up last year? They had the Ooh. home court because they were the higher seed in a lot of those series. And they did have a couple of guys that played defense that are no longer there. Yeah, but it was really Brunson and uh, who's no longer there. I get it, but like I, I mean, you really upgraded from Kyrie from Brunson to Kyrie, so. I mean, it really doesn't. Let, let's think about this for a second when it comes to that. You upgraded offensively. You did not upgrade you, anyway, but offensively. But here's the thing, though. So for Dallas, right? They sitting in what seven or eight right now? I believe. Well, so right now Dallas is seven and eight. Okay, right. like I, so yeah, so more than likely they're going to be somewhere in that mix. So they're going to play Denver first. Yeah, not necessarily. Yeah. If they're seventh, they won't play Denver. They'll play. Sacramento I believe it was. I believe they're gonna be now. like in that eight spot. They'd be where they got play in the play in. So I'm thinking it's gonna be Denver and the Mavericks in that first round. Mm. You know, and say what you want when if Kyrie's going to play, him and Luca, they a nice little tandem. You know, to put up some points. And Denver don't play no defense neither. So that's going to okay. be who can come along with Joker. You know, to balance scoring. With Luca and Kyrie, so that might be a tough matchup for him to begin with, because you know they could pick and roll Joker to death. You know he's gonna step out in that perimeter, and Luca can shoot it, and then you know Kyrie he could blow right past him. So that'd be a tough matchup. I love to see it. Ladies and gentlemen, more blasphemy at the hands of Marcus the Magic. That's what we've come to love from this gentleman here. You know what I'm saying? His name is Marcus, and blasphemy is his thing. 
So we we'll move on. I just gave you some. I just gave you some good basketball knowledge and, and takes on this and, stuff. And, yeah, and you missed in some blasphemy with it as well, for sure. Okay. Yeah. That was some good stuff in there, but let's not say it was some blasphemy too. Uh, so second in the Western Conference, we have the Sacramento Kings at forty-two and twenty-seven. They're four and a half games back of the Denver Nuggets um, as of now. They're eight and two in their last ten games, and they have a two-game winning streak under their belt. And just another point of emph- emphasis here, of the top 10 teams right now, and even going down to all the teams that still have a chance to make the playoffs all the way down to 13, they have the best road record, Sacramento, out of them all at 21 and 13. So Sacramento does get it done on the road as well. The 21 and 14 at home, 21 and 13 on the road. So they're pretty consistent as far as how they play at home versus how they play on the road. So comment, we'll start with you. Any thoughts on Sacramento? Yes. You know, at the beginning of the year, I thought that they would be okay. I never expected them to, to perform the way they've been performing. And I mean, they put a bunch, a bunch of what they consider misfits and they all playing really good together. And they're very exciting to watch. I mean, my man De'Aaron Fox is playing out of his mind, and uh, they they are they are right where you where they want to be. And if you look at the remaining schedule, it, it suits them just fine. I mean, they got a good opportunity again, maybe not to, to overcome uh, Denver, but maybe stay in that second slot. I think they're playing very well, man. They they they're exciting team to watch. I like the way that they 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 play. They, I, again, as you said, they they play well on the road as well. A lot of uh, these teams that we're referring to are not really good road teams, you know what I mean? So with them being able to play on the road, the only thing that might hurt them is a lack of experience in the playoffs. I think that might affect them, at, you know, once it gets to that, that point. But as far as, you know, what they've been doing thus far, I think they're, they, they've they gone beyond expectations and they're still real young. And uh got to watch out for them, man. I, I'm just very excited watching them play. Fair enough, fair enough. All right. Um, Coach Dante, what you got? Uh, Sacramento is great, doing great this year. Uh, I got Mike Brown as the uh, leader, as the coach of the year. To me, it's my coach of the year award winner for this team hasn't been to the playoffs in 16 years. In 16 yep. years. And this team, you know, just getting into a play-in tournament, you know, they will achieve expectations, but – Adding Malik Monk, definitely helping them. Definitely uh, is a big plus. Adding Kevin Herter, someone that has playoff experience uh, with the Atlanta Hawks, that's a big plus. And Davion Mitchell is really good off of the bench as a backup point guard behind De'Aaron Fox. And Sabonis, who's a triple-double machine as a big man, has really helped that team out. You go back and forth and you see that trade that they gave up. You know, Halliburton, the people were saying, even me, saying that was the dumbest trade they could. So it looked like they even right now because it looked like they're winning the trade because they're in the playoffs. They're going to be in the playoffs. So the Sacramento Kings, you can look back at that trade. Yes, um, what you call uh, Halliburton became a superstar, but you look at where the team is at. Sabonis' impact on the team uh, as far as getting them to the playoffs. Hey, you can say Sacramento won that deal. Say Sacramento barely won that. You can say Sacramento won that deal. So. Sacramento's in a hell of a spot. De'Aaron Fox is a superstar in the league. Uh, Mike Brown, to me, my coach of the year. And so happy for Sacramento for a team that hasn't made the playoffs since 2005 was their last playoff run. 
And it's also the, the resurgence of Harrison Bonds. I mean, he, he was like, I don't know, put away for a little while, you know what I mean? But he he come back, he's strong, averaging 15 points a game. I mean, and that 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 boy Kevin Herter, he can he can shoot shoot the lights out. And then as Coach said, um, Malik Monk is playing real well, and they got that that rookie Keegan Murray. Uh, again, that they got a lot of youth. They got some some experience as well. I mean, De'Aaron Fox, 25.5 points a game. I mean, he's killing him with that left hand. He's so quick off the dribble, off the penetration. They they love playing with each other. I mean, I, there's no egos. I mean, Sabonis does the dirty work. 12.6 rebounds a game. Plus, he's having almost eight assists a game. I mean, he, they're doing their thing, man. And again, they got a schedule that's going to benefit them during the end of the year. Got to watch out for them, man. Because now they're going to have some home court advantage as well. Hey, um, Marcus, your thoughts on Sacramento Kings? I agree with everything Coach Dante and, you know, my man Khan said. You know, the only thing, you know, I don't get to watch Sacramento play unless they don't like – I can watch them, but, you know, they play so late at night sometimes that I don't get to watch them. But when I do get a chance to watch them, I like the way that team plays. But, again, it's the West, you know, and – they're going to have a matchup either with Golden State, Dallas, or L.A. I feel sorry for them. <laughs> you know, they're going to have a great year. They're going to finally make it back to the playoffs, but they're going to get bounced in the first round. So, so sad. So everybody's getting bounced in the first round. That's what we can take from, that's what we can take from Marcus. Right? Everybody's getting bounced in the first round. So far, Marcus, I just, just, just – you know, I just want to um, I just want to give you a quick point here. You said Denver's not a good defensive team; they're a top three team um, in uh, defensive ranking. So they average uh, seven point six steals, game four point four blocks. Defensive rebound percentage is seventy three point two. Um, they average thirty two um, defensive rebounds. So. I'm not going to go into all the stats because, you know, that's Gene's thing. He's he's the super stat guy. But I will say top three team defensive ranking. They're playing very well. So I just wanted to make sure that you were aware because I'm sure you haven't watched a lot of Denver. You're just doing like everybody else and just going I off of what other people have been saying. So I just want to make sure you're aware of what actually happens in the games when you're actually watching. I watch, you know, I watch a little bit of Denver because, you know, I'm trying to see what Jokic is doing so I can still say he's not by – he's not the MVP, you know. Yeah, very low. So you, you I gotta watch. I gotta watch him play. You know, just hey, like he played tomorrow afternoon at one o'clock against. I gotta tell you, man. To be to be a hundred percent honest, if I was picking my MVP candidate, I would pick Giannis. Giannis has been dominant uh, all season. I would pick Giannis if I was actually picking an MVP candidate. I, yeah, I I'm going with Embiid right now. I would I, go with either one. You can't go wrong with either one. I just, I know this isn't like a thing, and I'll go to the thing in a second. But I know he's balling. But if MB, if MB gets MVP, is this one of those we got it wrong once? Let's give it to him now, so we're not gonna give to Jokic this year. If he wins, that's what it'd be. It's not a weird thing to say, but if he's supposed <laughs> to win, I think that's what it is. <laughs> What's so funny, man? is we talk about MVPs, right? And we do this in all sports. Yes. And 
a lot of times we skew what it takes to be MVP, what the quantifications are, what you quantify, what the qualifications are to try to fit your specific candidate. So if the MVP is the is the most valuable player, then you look at teams around the league and you say, what team, if you were to take this one guy off, would <clears throat> decrease that team the most, right? And not necessarily wins and losses, because we saw Jokic win last year. His team was six, but he clearly was the whole team. But when you look at all things equal, you take MB off of the 76ers, yeah, they're going to fall, right? But they have a lot enough other talent, especially in a league where there's not a lot of true bigs, where they're still going to be able to win games and probably be a top four or top five team and be out of the play-in, right? You take Jokic off the Nuggets with MPJ and with Jamal Murray, yeah, they're going to drop. They'll probably be back down like five or six. You take Giannis off of that Milwaukee team, I think we're looking at playing. Nah, they still win without him. Yeah, they, they, win a they, couple. they still win the playoffs. They're six. Hold on. Hold on. They still win some games without him. But when they're playing the other better teams, his hand always feels better. Right? And then after that game where they play the, the, the better team, sometimes the hand hurt again. See, but now, if we go back to what you just said when uh, – when uh, what's his name from Denver? Jokic. Yeah, with Jokic, well, he was a six seed last year, where it's pretty much nobody around him. If you take him off, that's the one of the worst teams in the NBA. I mean, if you now when we had when B before we got Harden, it was just him, Tobias Harris, and Max second year. But you still had other people. We had, had a better record. No, we had, had a better record. There was a shooter. No. I mean, we ain't really have much around what we had. Okay, you didn't have any shooters uh, that year. Simmons, so you just, you just had three players play. and just trash. Now, I still have, think the 76ers will be a playing team because how many good teams is in the East outside of outside of uh, Milwaukee and Milwaukee and Boston that you know they're really, really good? Well, I don't know because you still had Toronto that was balling last year. You had the Knicks that was balling last year. So, uh, before they had a spiral, they were balling. Toronto was not even make the playoffs. Toronto, oh, yes, they did. They made the so uh, they were the you, you had plenty of good teams, but if you take a beat off the Sixers, last year. if you take huh? a beat off the Sixers, the Knicks was terrible. They, hell, even Brooklyn had a better team for the trades with now. So you still had teams last year, is what I'm talking about. So if you take a beat off there, they probably a playing team. I think they'll, I think they'll, the fall. I think the Sixers. I think the Sixers are a fifth or sixth seed. I think mm-hmm. Denver, they are playing team without Jokic. The way they played last year. Last year, they're not even in the playing team. They're not even playing team without Jokic last year. Well, last year, no, because they didn't have their two stars. No, no, I don't think they, they can get in at least 10. They can be at least 10th or borderline out. Out. Maybe. Completely. Last year or right now? Last year. If you take Jokic off last year. If you take Jokic off last no, year. No, you take Jokic off they, yesterday, a lottery team. They, they, I don't think I don't they're a lottery team. I think they're 10th or up out of the playoffs. At least out of the playoffs, at best, out of the playoffs. Well, last year, Murray was hurt. So you just go yeah, last, last year, year, Aaron Gordon's the best player. Yeah, so yeah, you go know, by last year, they'd be, they be a lot of the team. Aaron, Aaron Gordon would have been the best player, literally, on the team without Jokic. Yeah, without yeah. Jokic, last year, Aaron Gordon. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, nah, you, you're a lottery team, yeah, Aaron Gordon, your best player. Look what the Magic <laughs> had. I mean, nah. All right, but, but let me give you a little different perspective. 
Y'all were saying if you take one of them guys off, that's how you would come up with how valuable they are. But that's not how. No, I'm MVP just saying. That's, 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 and I, no, that's, that's I actually one agree with that. Way to look I've at always it. felt that way. All right, hear me, hear me out, fellas. Check this out. Listen to my 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 crazy uh, nonsense. <laughs> what they look? Could y'all say if they took that player off? That player with them not being there, him not being there, they're not going to make the playoffs anyway. So they would never be considered for MVP. So you got to go with people who are playing. Do you know what I'm saying? That's what the criteria is, who are playing. And usually they go with the best team. Because if you all really know, how many MVPs should Jordan have won? If you really want to go there. The Do you know what I'm saying? And I also think, maybe I'm crazy. Now, for the last four years, We've had foreign individuals winning the MVP. I think that the NBA, for some reason, is not – and also the fact that if Yannick Jokic wins it, that will put him in rare air with only two other individuals. Hear what I'm saying? And know who, you know who those two individuals are. Two and three back to back to back. There's been only yep. two. So now you're talking rare air. I don't think the NBA is going to do that. I don't think the voters, I'm not saying me. I'm saying the voters, whoever votes, that they're going to look at that. That's all I'm saying. Y'all and, that's where, and that's where MVP or MB gets it because of that reason alone. Like you can't give Jokic that, put him in that, you know, in that breath with uh, uh, Larry Bird. You know, you can't do that. But see, that's you see what thing. I'm saying, guys? That's what I'm year. saying. I think this year. He and this year he deserves, deserves it. it. The thing that's is, what I'm this saying. year he deserves it. Last right. year and B deserved so, it. But the last but, year, I think it B deserved it. And the year prior, it could have been a toss up between Giannis him, and the beat again. But what I'm saying fellas, is, when you, if your criteria is, you know, him just hold down a six E for two years, you know what I'm saying? Then <laughs> I don't think he actually didn't hold it in six E for two years. I've always thought that's what the MVP should be because it's the value that player brings to your team. But that's the case you could say well, that about what LeBron did. Can be back if you're not right. <laughs> but I think really what it is now is you look when you look at the MVP, you're, you're they're considering it the best player, basically. What's going on, Kowal? Uh, and that's why it becomes price. just, you know, you look at the stats, you look at wins and losses and all that. It doesn't really mean the value that player has. And, and because if right, that Chris. was it, hell, a few years ago, you could put Dame as an MVP candidate because his value to uh, Portland has always been there. And he, he's, he's always been, I think, you know, in that top 10. And fellas, I mean, y'all, okay. Because like, okay, of, I really want y'all to think about what I want to say on this. Like, don't take away my opinions. Just really think about the year, the first year Jokic won, Chris Paul should have really been in that conversation because of the value he brought to Phoenix oh to get them gosh. to the two seed that year. <laughs> but no, but no, in all honesty, though, based on what you just said, right? But you're not going to do that because he doesn't have the stats. So, but it's what not... about what about the fact that he was that Devin Booker was there too, and Devin Booker was having an awesome season? Does it not matter? I'm just asking. That was asking the, what what changed from the Suns missing the playoffs to getting to number two seed? Devin Booker being healthy? No, he was healthy that COVID year. The COVID year, they were already out before the bubble started. Nuh-uh. They had a chance. Remember, they went undefeated in the bubble. Right. But, but they still, somebody they got in, too, like, to beat them out. They were too many games back. They were too many games back. They because other teams won. They could have got in, yeah. but they didn't. But they were undefeated. But they were – I mean, they, 
they really shouldn't have been there. They just wanted to put Devin Booker on the stage, just like they <laughs> did this whole thing, just to make sure that Zion Williamson, if he can stay healthy, has a chance to be seen in the playoffs, at least one game. Let's be real. Let's call it what it is. This was put in place so these young guys out West, because when they did this, the West was more difficult, have an opportunity to be seen. Because at least if your team makes the play, you at least get one playoff game that you could be seen in. That's where this whole that play-in was, uh, thing came from. That was Portland who got in over the, over them. Portland got yeah. in over them in the bubble, yeah. Yeah. But I was just, you know, going off of what you said on what the MVP should be as opposed to what it really is. All right. So Paul Will has a comment that uh, I'm sure Chris will like. He says, I've enjoyed watching the athleticism. And leadership, Marcus Chris Paul give, continues give, to showcase. Give him your court. spot, Marcus. Give, give me your spot. Athleticism from Chris Paul. <laughs> hey, 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 Paul. I, I, hey, you know the comment. I get it. The athleticism. I mean, the leadership. I get it. The he said what he said, Marcus. I'm just saying that athleticism ain't never been there. I mean, you mean the dexterity of his hands? You mean? So I never talked about the. I never talked about the Kings. So let me talk about the Kings, Marcus. <laughs> oh my bad. I was saving you for last, sir. Right. No, I'm just messing with you. I just want to cut Marcus off because he was about to say some foolishness. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, there's really nothing else can be said. Um, I 100% agree with everything What's that y'all up, said. Uh, Kings are in a great spot. Uh, they were not – nobody picked the Kings to be the number two seed in the West. We thought the Kings would be a play-in team at best. So yes. Mike Brown has – if he doesn't win Coach of the Year unanimously, it's a travesty, to be honest. Um if what he's done case, to get I these young... know who voted. If that's the case, right? I didn't know who voted. They, they shouldn't be there. The yeah, um, they the old system with that. I know he gets his All Star selections, but still, Sabonis is so underrated. Like we we watch basketball, so yeah, we you know we appreciate Sabonis, but like, yeah, just the uh, normal fan, exactly. Fan, yeah, Sabonis maybe the most underrated. What's up? Is he really underrated? Or because, really, because he was playing Indiana, so nobody's really watching. You see what I'm saying? But even then, he was doing good in Indiana. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm saying. He was well when your team when your team uh getting their ass whooped so much. Hey, you come unnoticed. You, notice. you people don't really want to watch when your team getting your ass whooped so much. But so nobody really watched Sabonis in uh Indiana like that because right. they says uh, the they Rockets were, fan. Well, I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying. Hey. <laughs> Guess what? I'm glad to be a, I'm glad to be a Rockets fan, but guess what? If you fail, if the Phoenix Suns don't come away with a championship, which one worse? Us, us being up out of the playoffs or y'all being put up out of the playoffs? Which hey, one we ain't on the Suns yet. We're still, still hey, okay, between the Suns and the Kings right now. We'll get Rockets, there. Or I'm going to bring up the Suns. If you guys we'll fail, that's worse. That's worse. Then the Rockets will not make the playoffs. We'll get there. Uh, but other than that, uh, Sabonis is always underrated, man. That dude is always underrated. He deserves some respect. He deserves to be a been on a couple of all-star teams just because his team was losing, you know, he never got that really that recognition, you know. Marcus uh Paul got a comment for you, man. He says for a guy who's 37 is pretty impressive. 37, damn near 38. I'm just uh-huh. saying if that his athleticism is really uh pointing the finger and snitching on folks. That's his athleticism. Or kicking people or, or right. his arms and legs to try to get a foul. You know, y'all it's been well documented how I feel about Chris Paul. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to recuse myself from making any further comments. But you can go back and watch the uh, 
the previous as you continue to make more comments um, <laughs> you can see how i feel about chris paul so um i'm, I'm gonna leave that there but let's just say yeah uh can i bring up a point fellas um it was brought up last night and the night before matter of fact it's been brought up the last couple of days on the various talk shows i want to get your opinion um matter of fact quite a few other of the individuals were talking about this i want to hear your take on this load management what i mean by that now they want to set a standard that in order to be mvp consider and for giving consideration you must play at least 65 games now you got guys like just saying Giannis has missed quite a few games <laughs> and Bede has missed quite a few games Jokic, I'm looking. He only missed. He missed less games than the other big guys that we're referring to. What? How much of importance does that mean to you guys when you got guys who just sit out like AD the other night because back to back? What emphasis do you guys place on people who, for whatever reasons, take days off? Especially now when you're in a when you're on a, a playoff stretch right now, when the Lakers need everything they can get, and for them to take a, a day off like that when he wasn't hurt he they just put him out for whatever reasons what emphasis do you place on that as far as an mvp or whatever how much emphasis should i put us now here's the thing with low management right if you're talking certain players you know lebron whatever it is i think some of this stuff might be a little blown out of proportion in certain situations because let's say like LeBron's been in the league for 20 years, you know, and I'm sure LeBron played upwards to 70 to 68 games most of his career. He's pretty much mm-hmm. been Iron Man. So mm-hmm. he has a little leeway for me to take time off. Anthony Davis, you know, every time he dribbles or gets a rebound, it's like he's always holding something, you know. So, the, you know, if you're going against like a Houston Rockets team right now, or even a Charlotte Hornets, and you take a game off, I get it. But you know, Anthony Davis been in the league a long time too, so it's not like people haven't seen these guys play. I think the media blows it up more than it really is, and even Kawhi, to his credit, he's been playing a whole lot more. Yeah, you know, so it's like, and it's been balling, right? So it's like you take it. You can take it one game at a time, and my whole th- um, my only issue is is when they know these guys going to be out. When you know folks money back, you know, or if folks is buying the ticket coming to the game that particular day, cut the price a little bit, you know, and just to make them feel special. But as far see. as I don't think load management is a big deal as people make it out to be, basically. But so. boss, when you're in a playoff run and every game is crucial. And then they figured they were going to beat Houston after Houston already done beat the Celtics. You know what I mean? And now, is he going to play tonight? I don't know. It's a calculated move. I mean, even like even when you're jogging for position at the end where you don't want to play certain people to give you an advantage in the playoffs, it's the same thing. It's just on a lower level in the regular season. I think people make a big deal out of it. In my opinion, you go get that spot, then you take a day off. Get that spot first. Well, Do whatever you can West, to get that spot. Then you take a break. The way the West is set up, even if he plays and you lose, here's the thing, if you play and you lose, 
the way the West is set up, it doesn't really matter at this point. <laughs> like oh. each, every night is something different. So I'll, um, I'll, 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 I'll go next, and then you know, Coach Dante, and Chris, it's all y'all. But I just want to give a few quick thoughts here. So load management is trace. It has been trace. It always will be trace. Um, it's an excuse to not go out and play in front of fans that may only see you once a season and buy tickets because they want to see LeBron James. They want to see Anthony Davis. They want to see God. They want to see whoever. That if you're mm -hmm. legitimately hurt, which yeah. is not load management, but yeah. legitimately hurt and you need to sit out, that's one thing. Yeah. But when you're able to play, you just don't play because of it. I do not fault a guy like Anthony Davis for taking a, a second night off of a back-to-back. This is, a, is um, as Paul said a few minutes ago, he's a very injury-prone individual. So being that he's so injury-prone and he's on a team that's been like middling all season at best, I think for him, it's more precautionary than just normal load management. I agree. When I look at guys that are not injured, but they just don't want to play that game or they want to sit out because they've had a couple of games and they want to you know, just preserve themselves, but they don't have an injury history. They're not coming off of an injury. That's where I look at where I think it's just trace. Um, I do think that it should it should weigh into your thoughts on the MVP if you have a tight MVP race. Like say we look this year and it comes down to Jokic, um, Giannis, and Embiid. Giannis has had some some actual injuries that he's missed some time of, so I wouldn't count those games against him. Um, I don't follow Embiid as closely. I do watch, but I don't follow him as closely. So he may have had genuine injuries. If he's had genuine injuries. I wouldn't count that against him either, right? Because you can't control getting hurt. But if you're able to play and you're just sitting out because it's the second night of a back-to-back -back and you want to take a game off, that's when I have a problem with it. So, but for me, if it's a, if it's a tight race and you can take those factors out and you still see that one guy, whoever it is, did play a lot more than the other two as far as helping his team get that record that they have, then I think you would have to lean toward that guy. But again, that's not the only factor that you take into account. You know, it's one of the factors, but it's not the only one. But it can be a tiebreaker for me. I'll leave it at that. Well, I'm going to go. I'm always um, believing. Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, Coach. Go ahead, Coach. Well, I'm always a believer if you're not hurt, if you're not hurt, go out there and play. I mean, at this point in time, you're in the thick of a playoff hunt. Why not just play if you're not injured? If you're not injured. So, I mean, that one game. Just think about if the you know Lakers don't make the playoffs. How do you know if the Rockets game not going to hurt you? I'm not going to hurt you by you missing that game. So at the end of the day, I feel like if you're not hurt, just go out there and play. Now, if you are hurt, if you are hurt, you go out there, you uh, you stay, uh, you stay, you sit down, you sit down if you're not feeling right. So again, unless your back is broken or your ankle uh, is uh, torn off the bone, then you go out there and play basketball. <laughs> you go out there and play basketball. So again, um low management is I, it just sucks. I just hate watching it. Uh fans spend their hard earned money to go see LeBron James and see Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis. They go out there and spend hard earned money to watch your first team and your first team play. Not the uh third stream, not the fifth stream. They go out there to watch your superstars out there play basketball and give it all they got. So if you're not if you're not hurt. Go out there and play, especially when you're in a playoff stretch and when you know you need to win a certain game, you go out there and play if you're not hurt. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. Um, 
my thing on the load management is if with it, I, I don't like that it happens. Um, I understand injuries happen. You have to miss that. Like, don't go out there playing hurt and, you know, jeopardize it. That's that's crazy. But like you said, just because you don't want to play, your tum-tum hurts or something. No, get out there. <clears throat> um, if low management has to happen, it should only be home games non-televised. Because you have four, like, it, like, okay. I'm two hours away from Dallas. I went to this match game a couple of weeks ago. This is only going to come here, here, here maybe twice a year, right? So I'll be if one of them play, I'm mad. But you know, I'm so I'm pissed about that. But I do have more chances to go see Luca play because you know, right that's way. So if I go see the Magic, and going to see Paolo, it is what it is. TV, so nobody's missing any money on it. Um, but there are fans who are traveling, saving up, you know, Christmas presents. People are putting their money on it to go see these superstars. That one home year they're gonna be there, and you don't want to play. Nah, yeah. you need to start hitting their pocketbooks. Like if yeah. you don't, if you, I mean I don't know about y'all. I have a job. If I don't if I don't go to work, that comes off shit. <laughs> True that. Well, you know, fellas, too. Now the Lakers right now they got five home games in a row, right in a row. Then they go away for five games in a row. And they, they're back home for two. So right now that's 12 games. They got five at home and then five away. The five at home are Dallas tonight. Then they go, they got Orlando, winnable. They got Chris's Phoenix. Uh, I think they can win that one because uh, Durant's probably not going to play. Oklahoma City. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Oklahoma City. They can get that one. Then they got back to back against Chicago. I mean, they got a chance to really move on up. And then they go to uh, then they go they go to Chicago. Then they one go to Minnesota. Game, they set out to hurt. Minnesota, Houston. They can win both. They, Utah. Then they got the Clippers, and then they got that that Christian team again. And then they got Utah. So they're probably going to lose at least two or three of those. They got a chance to make it up. How many games do you think AD is going to play out of those twelve? Four. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Is he going to well? He'll play. I'll say he'll suit up at least eight. I'll say eight. None of the back to backs. So how many are not back to back? How many are back to backs? Matter of fact, I don't think there's no back to backs for for uh, the only one. one. Chicago is back. There's no more back to backs. Uh, uh, Tuesday, Chicago. April 4th at Utah, and uh, April 5th at the Clippers. That's so the only back. So he's, he's, he's not going to play the Clippers. It's only back to back. That's it. He's not gonna play. Utah. That, He'll play the Clippers. So well, one I, I think he sit out Utah play. as opposed to sitting out the Clippers. I mean, well, the best thing if they really wanted to make it right, if they really wanted to, they don't necessarily have to play a full game in load management. They could play twelve minutes in the whole game 
or maybe play a half or so. And or I, I'd be first. perfectly fine with that. Come out yeah, there. Yeah, like start the first. Out there, suit up, start, you know, do something. probably start the third. Like, play like four four to five minutes in a game. And then you but still go Madden in the sense and then they get to see you that, play. It would hurt their stats, right? Yeah, but. Uh, uh, yeah. Their stats. You know, uh, here's it doesn't matter how you actually play. It's all about Not necessarily. But see, here's the thing, though, because well, yeah, if you do it, let's just say if we just keep the narrative running that load management is such a big off for everybody, That's then you want to start to hurt the product of the game. So it's going, it's going to touch the pockets because now you're losing views, and then the TV deals, and then the way they set up the CBA and all that stuff. It's a lot that ties into this stuff, and that's what I'm saying about you can't, so, you can't just pause games. So therefore. If it's like if you go in there and just play five to six minutes a game, you you kind of still load management because you're not really showing a big load if you're not injured, you know, a legitimate injury. Now a lot of people can't play through pain. I get it, you know, but like you got plastic fasciitis and all that other stuff. You know, it's hard to move on your feet. But you know, if you just in a little bit of pain, I can't, you know, dictate who's pain. Go out there and play two to three minutes a quarter, call it a day. Yeah, that's almost it. So oh, first, we'll get some comments here. So in comments in response to your comment earlier, Kyle says, uh, calculated move, huh? They're struggling to stay in the plane. He's talking about the Lakers. Um, then Paul says, it's too hard for a team like the Lakers to play nonstop high-intensity basketball almost all season and then transition that way into the playoffs or playing. Um, he does say Jokic is his MVP. This guy's a beast. Um, he does say players that um, I find are underrated in the game but have solid numbers are Seth Curry, Bobby Portis, Aaron Gordon, and Nick Richards. And then he says that the Lakers have a tough homestand. He did ask a question earlier um, that I'd like to if I can find it here. Oh, yeah. So he asked, who do we have possibly in the finals? He's got the Celtics and the Clippers. <clears throat> So I'm gonna leave that up there, and I'll just, you know, we'll we'll end up having to come back, of course, to uh, our standings talk later because we, you know, we've already spent an hour on it. But um, we'll answer this question for uh, Paul since he did pose that in the chat here. So we'll start with you, Common. Who do you have in the uh, NBA Finals as of right now? Of course, this change. Tell who I have. Yep. In the finals. Yep. Okay. Uh, two teams. I have Denver. I have Denver in the Celtics. All right, comment who you have. I got Milwaukee. That was just tough. I got Milwaukee, and I'm going to roll with. I'm going to roll with Phoenix, Milwaukee and Phoenix. All right, Chris, who you got? We already know who he got. <laughs> we know who we got, Phoenix. I got the two. <laughs> against ball uh, against the Celtics. You got who against the Celtics? Oh yeah, we we didn't hear yeah, you. I was right, Phoenix. Okay, I thought so. All right, Marcus, who you got? You you know I got Philadelphia and the Lakers in the finals. Oh, oh, that's and, interesting. You know, eighty three style. Baby. Is Doc Rivers still a Philly coach? Yeah. So far, 
I, I'm not gonna hit on Doc Rivers this season. I, I just can't do it. Not this season. All right, I'm gonna go Denver and Milwaukee as my two teams. So we'll go. So we'll 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 switch it up here. So we'll go top three teams uh, from each conference. We'll just talk about those, and then we'll come back to the West, and we'll we'll pick up next week. Um, after that, so. Third, of course, in the West, we have the Memphis Grizzlies. Any thoughts on the Memphis Grizzlies, gentlemen? Yes. Can I go first? You sure can, sir. I, I have Let's just go around. Uh, I'll be quick because I know we – I'll be quick. Um, Memphis right now, they have a lot of talent, and they got that dog in them. I think they overreacted a little bit at the beginning of the year. They thought uh, – they got a little too cocky, I, I, I thought. And then with the situation with um, Ja, and here's one question. I'm going to be real quick, real brief. Do you know that the uh, Memphis Grizzlies instituted a new policy regarding their team, regarding what they're doing now? When they go and when they're playing away, whereby what they used to do when they play at an away game, they would stay in the hotel, catch a plane the next day. Because of what transpired with Ja, after every away game, all the team must go and catch a flight back to the next city, wherever that may be. What effect do you think that might have on the team? Just saying out of that, because now you got grown men, they got to change their lifestyle or whatever because of a young individual, which I know they're trying to help. That's why they're doing it. I understand that. They're more or less uh, providing security for them. But what role might that play as far as the um, uh, them getting along together. But getting back to Memphis, I think that uh, I had big hopes for them at the beginning. But right now, I think all the stuff going on right now, and I think they're going to be end up being a disheveled team. I think they're going to probably end up being fourth or fifth place. And I don't think they're going to go very far in the playoffs. Coach Dante, what you got? Uh, I want, I'm interested to see what they do when John Morant gets back. John Morant is only on the eight, I believe, an eight-game suspension, I believe. So it'll be it'll be it'll be fun to see them get him back. But I think uh for the Memphis Grizzlies, borderline Western Conference. I think Western Conference finals, borderline, if John Morant can get back. Uh they got some great pieces on, on the team. Desmond Bain, who's really good, shooting out, shooting outside, playing some good defense. Dylan Brooks love pissing people off. I think they're borderline West playoff team. And Jaron Jackson Jr. is in a hunt for Defensive Player of the Year, uh, Defensive Player of the Year award. So, again, uh, I think they're borderline Western Conference team, but they can also get a Western Conference final team. I think they can also lose in the second round, too. Potentially first round depends on the matchup. What about you, Chris? Uh, I know Doc mentioned officially would end, what, Monday, I think. He's eligible to come back. But I still don't think they're bringing him back just yet. So that that's going to play a big role because uh, that, I mean, you got to see where his mindset is. Like, yeah, we know, we know he can hoop. But after all this stuff is going on, and then, like, uh, comment brought up, your actions have affected the whole team now. Like, mm-hmm. man, we got to play, shower, and we don't get to rest or nothing or anything. Like, yeah, you are best here, but 
<clears throat> that's got to create some kind of issues, you know. Like, you out here trying to live this whole different lifestyle because, and, and now it's affecting everybody. So that's gonna change the dynamic on it. Uh, uh, like uh, that, I really want man, but attitude just there are two teams that have proven anything. Um, I do think they can get to the second round. Uh, it just depends on that second round matchup, who they will play. If they end up meeting my sons, which would possibly be their second round matchup, then not. uh-uh. Nope. So I think that's just uh, round two. What you got, Marcus? They get bounced in the first round. So that's three in a row for Marcus. Yep. He's three and <laughs> zero, and everybody getting bounced in the first round. <laughs> I, I, I'm curious to see who he has winning because somebody got to win the games. And he feel like everybody will get bounced in the first round, but well, I'm saying the top three teams will get bounced <laughs> in the first round. Right? So <laughs> I think I, I do got Philadelphia and the Lakers in the finals. So. But yeah, they get bounced. And did, did we ever talk about this job situation on this show? That's bold. 76ers versus Lakers. Wow, that would be wild. That's all I'm gonna say. And then Paul says lots of upsets. <laughs> um, we discussed you, it uh, when it you know what's happened. really I, crazy if those first round exits that, happen. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was gonna say if those first first round exits. Are any of them really upset? Depending on who it is. Yeah, I mean, even if Denver, like, if they get a beat in the first round, it depends on who does it. If it comes Dallas, okay, yeah, that's upset. But I think if the Lakers are the ones, Florida State does it. That's not really an upset. Well, if Sacramento, State. I think Sacramento will get them in the first round, no matter who they meet up, just because of experience. So my thing so is with with Memphis, they would have to play either Minnesota or Golden State, right? No, because we haven't. Um, well, first we'd have to see who wins the playing games, right? Because okay, yeah. that would determine everything. So if That's you're right. a top ten team, you're, if it is you're still there right now, right now, well, no, or no for Memphis, no for Memphis, they either got Golden State or they got the Timberwolves. That's the third seed. So it depends on you know where they end up at. They could end up back at number two if they get job back before the end of the season. Because they're only like a half game, I think, back of uh no, yeah, like a half game back of number two. So they're still right there. So we don't quite know who's gonna end up two, three, four yet. Um, so it, I think a lot does depend on that. You wanna be top two if you can, because then you obviously have um, you know, by well, home games all the way up until um if you're two. The Western Conference Finals, if you won all the way, you know, up until the NBA Finals. Uh, but for me, I'll say to answer Comment's question um, that he asked, I think <clears throat> it doesn't really matter. That's just, you know, the, the short answer. Um, but I will say this I think some of the changes that were made, yeah, Ja was the one that did the bonehead things. But if you think about it, there's a lot of young guys on the team. Desmond Bain, we've seen a little bit of a hot head nature out of him on the court lately. 
Uh, we know Dylan Brooks is, is wild. So you may kind of be looking at, we got a couple of other young guys who might do some bonehead. So now that we've had this incident, let's go ahead and make the change before something else happens. And we got another guy that got to go talk to the commissioner and miss eight games, 10 games or whatever. So it might be something where they look like we're a really young team. And, you know, we, we talked about, I mean, we talked about several shows. A lot of people talked about Memphis has been a little, a little rowdy, a little, tra- a little extra trash talking, a little, you know, a little uppity this year, you know, kind of feeling themselves a little bit. So sometimes, you know, you see something happen, you say, all right, let me go ahead and nip this in the bud before it becomes a bigger problem. So I think that's what happened uh, with that. I think as far as the game, it all depends on Ja. If Ja's able to get back down the stretch, this is a, a much different team. They don't have a job. This team is uh, Marcus who will be correct. It doesn't matter who they play. They go get swept in the first round. They can't beat anybody in a seven game series without John Morant. Let me say this, you know, because I don't think I really touched on this John Morant situation, you know. And to me, you know, I think that they blow certain stuff out of proportion. Now, I don't know if he pistol whipped the 17 year old kid or not. You know what I'm saying? That's up to the silver courts to handle that. But my thing is when it comes to black athletes or, you know, black coaches, we take what we do on a normal basis and blow it out of proportion. Kind of like the, uh, the Udoka situation. The man got caught cheating and we make it seem like this man out here, you know, going around giving them the Bill Cosby, you know what I'm saying? Pills and they drinks or something. And we blow it out of proportion. Now we're talking about a 23-year-old kid, you know. I don't think there's no fault in him having a gun if he has one. You know what I'm saying? Who doesn't walk around with one, especially if you got money and talented? Now everybody want to hide security. So I'm thinking, you know, some of this might be blowing a little bit out of proportion because, truth be told, only reason why they suspended this man, contract detrimental to the NBA, they couldn't find nothing. But by it being such a big media deal, they had to do something to save face. Like, we can't be blowing stuff out of proportion for stuff that people do on a regular day just because they're athletes. You know what I'm saying? And they got more of a platform. I don't think it's a big deal. Should he well, have a strip club? You should he have a gun in the strip club? No. We know that could lead exactly. to Exactly. That that's what I was going to say. Yeah, we, we know it can lead to certain things. You know? But come on, let's be for real. I, uh, if the security doing their job then they would have caught that. Sometimes you get away. I've been to plenty of strip clubs, you know, with a weapon. All I'm saying is it happens. But then again, I'm not an athlete, but I don't want to, you know, blow it out of proportion. You know what I'm saying? Because he's you're also athlete. you're also not flashing it on a camera either, though. He's 23. Let, let's be for real. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so what goes on? Like that's the thing about it. He well, see, that's okay. That's I'm 20. Thing. I've been 23. I've been to strip clubs. I have done. That's the thing. I none thought, of that, none first, of that goes when together. When I first though. seen the live thing, I thought he was holding like a little gun lighter. You know, that's what it looked like. I'm like this little thing like this. You know what I'm saying? Looked like a little donut for for a second. You know, from what I caught it. So I'm thinking he ain't really. He's holding it by the grip, which is good. He ain't have his hand on the trigger. But my mind is what you're not be. understanding is you're not looking at it from the owner's perspective. You're not looking from the business brand. He just lost a, a, a soda drink contract. I He's got a shoe company. Also, Whatever because of the games he's missing, I get it. But I, hey. Hit me up, Mike. He's going to lose out on $33 million because he's not going to be able to make the all-pro team. So if you're talking about a young man who's 23 years old, now I don't have no guns. I, I, I ain't like that. But what I'm saying is, 
you got to look at it from the brand, the NBA brand. He's the um, the leader of so many young kids who look up to him. So he's got to set an example. You know, he's 23 years old. He needs people around him, surround himself with people that are not yes men, that are going to look out for him because look what he's about to lose. He Next year, 231 million kicks in his pocket. He still might have the, the shoe contract. I don't know. He done lost a soda contract, and he's going to lose $33 million added this year if he had made the all-pro team, but because he missed out so many games, he's not going to be able to make it. That's all I'm saying. You got to look out for not just yourself, but who you represent. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is, I mean, clearly, the, the only thing I can really say that he really did wrong was going live. Because <laughs> if he didn't go live, none of this stuff really happened. No, he's wrong you know for pulling saying? it out. Common rule: If you have a gun and you pull it out, you need to use it. You don't. You it don't does, yeah, that, club. that that is a common rule. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that, you, like if but this ain't the only thing he's stuff, done. That's if you're in a scuffle. But I don't really no, in general though. Yeah, I'm not, what, I, what I'm saying is, I'm not gonna blow this out of proportion to where it's I, not I, being I, blown I, out of proportion. It's like the thought of you carrying your gun with you. Like, oh, I live in Texas. Everybody's carrying a gun. I don't know that, but you know. Because nobody's just walking around flashing it for no reason. Because no, that's how problems arise. They keep it and they hold on their side. It's okay. right. I mean, just I get it. But here's the thing. If he didn't go live, okay, then we have a totally different conversation. Because after that point, if the strip club, wherever he was at, posted these pictures, that's evasion of privacy. You can't do that. But they did all that right. only because he went live. But if he didn't all go right. live, we're not having this conversation. Okay, now, can I say one more thing? Uh, Marcus, one more thing. Uh, what's his name? Adams, the big center that just had a major surgery. Yeah, Stephen Adams. He, yeah, called, Stephen Adams. he called a summit three weeks ago regarding the situation with Ja. So this is not just a gun incident, Marcus. This has been going on for two, three months. They've been investigating all the stuff he did. The stuff he went to the mall because his mother went to go get sneakers. That's one incident. Smacking a 17-year-old kid, that's another incident. Uh, him throwing uh, bottles, and they, they, they have been investigating him for over three months, Marcus. Not just that incident. No, that's not what I'm saying. They called his ass in and said, look, because all, do you think by him going away for a week it resolved anything? All I'm saying is if it was that bad, I don't care what situation you take, if it was that bad, he would have got more than basically two games. All they saying is, Ja, stop acting up. You know, show some maturity. That's all they saying to him right now. And that's it. I, I mean, and he, they, 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 they ain't find nothing or enough evidence to be like, oh, he got to be going for 25 to 50 games. There's nothing there. Listen, we're tired of hearing this in the media. Here's this little slap on the wrist. Hey, hey, go to timeout. Like you do with your kid. You know what I'm right, saying? Gentlemen, we're going to. Uh... I mean, you're right. Like, that's the only reason why. We're going to go ahead and cool. move past this because, I mean, you know, we clearly know how Marcus feels, uh, <laughs> how you gentlemen feel. So I definitely understand. Uh, but Paul says here that uh, Dylan Brooks got fined 35K today for pushing the cameraman. He's a real yeah, player. His nickname, Evil Danny Green. So, you know, another example <laughs> of a guy that's not really being smart on the team. Um, he also says it's so different in Canada where guns aren't as prevalent or visible like a carry-on, but good discussion, gents. Yeah, I mean, it's good to have some discussion, definitely. 
Um, <clears throat> we're going to run through the top three teams in the East real quick here. I'll just give all three, and then you guys can give any comments you have on those three teams so we can get things moving just a bit here. All right, so in the East, the top three teams, of course, are Milwaukee and one, 50 and 20, 7 and 3 in their last team, uh, last 10, they lost one. Uh, Boston Celtics, 48 and 22, two games back, 5 and 5 in their last 10, they are on a one game winning streak. And the Philadelphia 76ers are 46 and 22, 7 and 3 in their last 10, and they've won six in a row. So, guys, um, any thoughts on Milwaukee, Boston, or Philadelphia? And comment, we will start with you. Well, y'all know I don't like the Celtics. We all know that, even though I'm, I'm 20 minutes away from PD guy. But anyway, um, Milwaukee, uh, they're coming off of, you know, uh, the last 10 games. They went 7-3. They won a couple of games without Giannis. I like the fact that they picked up uh, some players that's going to really help them. I mean, Portis is playing. I like that bench. I think uh, their guard play is is is, is very very uh, exceptional. I think they're going to be deep right now. They're very healthy right now. I think Milwaukee's the team to beat. Uh, Giannis is just going to be Giannis, and they got a lot of pots they fill. They got bench shooting. They got bench scoring. They got you know they got they they they, they got it all. I think they they got they got they got the best team in the East. Celtics. Well, they're five and five in their last ten games. Um, I've been watching them. I think they go in spurts. Uh, I don't think they, they, they're, they're playing very consistent. I mean, I think the addition of Brogdon has definitely helped them. Uh, I think that uh, the Celtics, uh, I don't think they're going to end up uh, representing uh, the uh, Eastern Conference Finals at all. Um, Philadelphia, very impressed with Philadelphia. Very impressed with uh, the way James Harden has come back. Everybody wrote him off. You know, him putting weight on and he can't play no more. He lost a step. My man's coming to play. They look good. Maxie's great. Um, and B's playing out of his mind. I do believe he will be this year's MVP. So out of those three teams, I'm going Milwaukee number one. I'm going Philly number two. And I'm going subjects number three. Come in. They wrote James Harden off, but he ain't right back. <laughs> Good one. I like that. Y'all gotta give. Hey, he's playing. You gotta give it to him, man. Uh, he's playing. He's definitely playing. What you, you got, Coach Uh, it's still the same order, just as the order of opposite of a comment. Say, I'm still gonna put the 76 as number three. Um, and to prove and otherwise, you're talking about a team that needs to prove themselves in the playoffs. Can they be proven to get out the second round? I don't think they're better than Boston. I think Boston's, I, even though they're five and five in their last uh, ten games, uh, some of these great, some of these good teams. You know, this. I mean, sometimes they get complacent. They're getting a little complacent at the end of the season, and I think uh, Boston is a is a different team in the playoffs. When you get in the seventh game series with Boston or Milwaukee, they're gonna find a way to adjust. They're gonna be a different team once the uh, once you get in the seven game series. But uh, Philadelphia. They got to see and in the second round. They got to see one of those teams too. They got to see one of those teams. So that's another opportunity for them to have a chance to uh, get put out the playoffs early. So again, I don't think Philadelphia is elite team. I don't value them as elite. Uh, I think Boston and Milwaukee are definitely a better better team than both and uh, the 76ers. Okay. Uh, All right, Chris. I don't know how I feel about that, Dante. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, Chris, what you got, Chris? And then we'll we'll let we'll let Marcus stew for a few minutes. And then we'll let him <laughs> um, like I said a second ago, my pick is Boston. Uh, uh, I think an underrated signing has actually been Brogdon. He's it was going to be Russ, but Brogdon's going to get six men of the year this year. Uh, what he's done for Boston has been amazing. Um, they had, you know, they got a little. I know they're having a little skid right now, but. I think it might just be like a fatigue of just waiting until the playoffs because they know they're just ready to meet Milwaukee in the Eastern conference finals. Um, Philly. I'm not going to knock James Harden for the past. My issue with Philly is that man with that perfect edge line, Doc Rivers. I just don't, (laughs) I just can't put no trust in him. He's, he doesn't make the right adjustments, and that's one thing you got to really be ready to do in the playoffs. Uh, it, it's not the team itself; it's the coach. That, that's what's going to stop Philly. So, before you go, real quick, Marcus. I, I, I so Chris, <laughs> are you saying that Doc went and got that little uh, thing where they tattoo the hair? Hey, it's something, man. It is something. That man, Doc, had that same edge line since he was the coach of the Magic. Hey, the end line had been holding on uh, very strongly yeah. for us. It's been holding very strongly. Yeah, been no, I don't know who they barber is. They don't move. Like, hey, <laughs> I think him and Kenny, uh, they went and got that. Uh, I know y'all don't see the videos on uh, TikTok and YouTube and Instagram, but they had a little uh, things that they put a little things in your head. And it looks like a hairline. It's like tattooed on your skull. I think that's what, yeah. that's what you're looking at, fellas. So I think that's what we got there. I think they went to that Carlos Boozer barber. What Carlos Boozer barber do some on your head? That's all he gonna do. Shout out to Daniel Ferry Sports highlights. Stop by and drop the CEO. And then Paul says he 100% agrees with Coach Dante. And that's a perfect segment for our guy Marcus the Magic here and his thoughts on you see, top three. You, you know what? I think Paul, you know, I think he he had probably too much uh infamil in his system right now. Not you know what I'm saying? Cause that take Dante just had was straight blasphemous. You know? <laughs> straight blasphemous, man. And why was it blas- why was it blasphemous though? <laughs> like I I here's what I say. Uh, when it comes to Milwaukee, hey. you know what I'm saying? They outside of you know, the year they won a championship, the Milwaukee's been bounced in the second round itself. <laughs> so Milwaukee, I, Milwaukee was missing Chris Middleton last year, and they did take their team I, uh, I very mean, strongly. And if they had Chris Middleton, I think they they repeat as champions. Maybe, so, but they didn't. I mean, they got put out. Well, you know, you know some of us like to give people. Now, I, I agree. We might not say Philly. We Philly is elite. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes. You got to wait your turn. You know what I'm saying? And we took our lumps. We took our lumps right now, and we're proving this year it might be a different outcome. I'm just saying it might. But just a straight blow my team off like that, Dante, that, that hurt my soul a little bit. Like, hey, at least he didn't say Philly. It's just Philly. They ain't nothing. You know what I'm saying? Even though he, he, didn't, say, he didn't say Trace either. So I'm, I'm just yeah. saying. He, he, he could have said a first-round exit like you said for everybody. Nah, not in the top three in the East. We we totally different animals out here. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm just saying, it hurt my soul. One minute go on and on. How many times y'all got bounced out early? One minute go on and on. How how many times? One minute go back to the year 
You want me to go back to the year that Boston and Jason Tatum, you remember their rookie season? Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum when you was bounced out in the second round? Yeah, yeah. Boston. That, y'all was bounced out in the second round on that? You want to go yeah. back to the year when they had Kimball Walker, when y'all had the best record in the league, 61-21, yeah. when y'all got swept in the first round? I got swept in the first round. Want me to go back to the year uh, that Trey Young bounced out in the second round when y'all were supposed to win that game? And let's go back to Jimmy Butler. Who forget about Jimmy Butler? <laughs> Jimmy Butler year when Kawhi Leonard bounced you out in the second round again. So I mean, I, I, I get it. I'm actually. And then last year, I take my lumps. We go back to last year. How am I supposed to trust the 76ers? You just can't say the Sixers. You just can't say the Sixers. You know, are the Sixers like? Yeah, we got bounced in the second round the past three years. Four. Past six. It's six. Six years. Hold on. I want I, 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 I to jump in right here. So the <laughs> Nuggets are the Nuggets, but the Sixers are not the Sixers. That's the type of trash I've been talking about. <laughs> that right there is trash. Hey, hey, dude, they're not bringing that. You can, bring that you up. one of the main people up. running around talking about the, the uh, Denver Nuggets ain't done nothing and, and Jokic this and Jokic that. But when it comes back to the 76ers, who ain't done nothing either, it's a different situation. I, I ain't saying it was different. I never said it was different. I just said the way he just disregarded my team hurt my feelings a little bit. Okay, I mean, six years straight, you lost early. But you're in the beat. Six years straight, you lost early. You know, all I'll say is, man, Dante have been quiet all night till this Philly talk came up. He just came guns up. All I'm saying, you know, the Rockets ain't been too too good themselves. You know what I'm saying? It's, it was expected, though. It's expected. You, you didn't expect us to make no playoffs or nothing. It's expected. No, but, that, but that's okay, though. You know what I'm saying? We got it this year. I just can't blow my team off like that. <laughs> All right, Mark, I have a question for you. Update. Warriors lose again on the road to the Hawks, 127-119. Wow. Again. Again. Damn, the Warriors that's lost. That's straight losses on the road. Again. <laughs> Oh, the Warriors don't win much on the road. We, you know. uh, Marcus, I have a question for you. Uh-oh. What is a failure for the Sixers this season? Oh, the same thing. We don't get past the second round. It's another failure. So if y'all get to the Eastern Conference Finals and lose to Milwaukee or Boston, that's that's okay? Yeah, I mean, it's a step. I mean, it got farther than we did the past six years. So I can't complain. So if you lose second round, does Doc Rivers have a job? In Philly, nah, he, he out of there. Does Harden stay? Yeah, he stays. They talking about he, he want to go back to Houston. Yeah, that's what they saying. But he he stayed in the Philadelphia. He gonna get it no better. Okay. All right, so Sometimes this is what we're gonna do this time. Coach, it could be a coaching strategy too. You know why you don't get out the second round? I don't like Maybe. Doc rotations when it comes to the playoffs. But as know. far I've been as saying, this is the Magic days. But as far as now, I can't complain. You know what I'm saying? He's been coaching his tail off. So, All right, gentlemen, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to flip things up a little bit. We're going to start with Marcus. Here's the question. Who are your top five most underrated players in the NBA? Today? Today. Uh, this season. Nah, that's a good one. I know it is. <laughs> Underrated. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, my sixes. Players. Pick so. five of them. Pick five of them. Embiid, Harden, Maxi, Harden, back to Tobias Harris. <laughs> Who's underrated Tobias Harris? And I'm just saying. If you rate Tobias Harris, you're wrong. Like, think about, no. think about Chris, this Chris, don't fall into it. 
Don't even talk to me. <laughs> my fifth player patrick beverly he went to chicago and turned that thing around <laughs> Very right, Chris, who's, who's your top five underrated players we ain't even gonna respond to that because it's just oh, their behavior my number one is the bonus like i said earlier um <laughs> he doesn't get the credit he deserves for what he's done in indiana and in sacramento uh just really because who's watching those games? Um, I guess I'm going to uh, go with that trade that got um, Sabonis to Sacramento and say Teresa Halliburton. Oh, I know no. the Pacers are terrible, but my man, you know, he puts up some great numbers. I mean, he, he <coughs> an all-star, though, so is that really underrated? He got credit. Okay, I'll give you that. But even as an all-star, you can still be an underrated all-star because I think Donovan Mitchell doesn't get enough credit. I hear where he should be. You think so? Yeah. He's not underrated. Anybody that drops 71 is not really underrated. That actually was what makes him underrated because he drops a 71. Nobody mentions that. Dame did it too. We talk about that. Hell, we talk about Booker 70 point in a loss more than we'll talk about Donovan Mitchell 71. Now they talked about Donovan Mitchell for a couple of days when he dropped exactly it. a couple of days. He's not underrated oh, because he doesn't. If he played in Philly, would he be underrated? I think he'd still be the same player anyway. Oh man, I'm um, gonna so give you five. I don't know. I'm going to go Darius Garland. Damn it. Took my pick. Okay. Damn it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's going to be some repeats mentioned. Yeah. I, I already figured that. I already knew that was going to happen. Uh, same thing. I mean, and maybe it's because, like, Cleveland's a sleeper team. They're, what are they? They're four seed right now in the East, but nobody's picking them to come out the East. Granted, it, it is a three man, I mean, a three team race over there, but still. And my fifth pick, Christopher Emmanuel Paul. See, I just want to see what y'all, I just want y'all's reaction on it. Um, All right, Coach Dante, we'll go ahead and go. He can talk hold about on, Chris Paul. I'm gonna give you about five for real. Uh, we we already passed that. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I got you, man. Yeah, you know I like to mess around. Nah, he's too much. I got I got Jalen Brown, uh, Sabonis, Larry Marketing, uh, oh, Anthony shit. Edwards, Take Anthony Edwards, and oh, oh, that's it. The fifth one will be tough. You just argued me about all star selections, Marketing, Edwards, but they underrated though. But they're all stars, so how are they underrated? Like you, that's your argument. That's what I'm saying. Chris, but I still Marcus, think this is what Marcus though. does, Chris. That's what <laughs> does. I still think they underrated because they're like their games and like they don't get enough. They don't get talked about enough. Even I mean, and Edwards does get talked about a lot. I don't think he does. Larry <laughs> Marketing does it. Sabonis Marketing does doesn't. It. No. Jalen Brown, as and I tell people, he's carrying the Celtics and not Jason Tatum. For the love of God, stop trying to put these light skinned brothers ahead of his dark skinned brothers when it's not necessary at the time. I got four for you. I don't know who my fifth player would be. All right, Coach Dante, who you got? 
Well, I'm gonna go uh five people. My five people are none all stars, or actually none all stars. So we're gonna go. I'm gonna go with Jeremy Grant out of Portland, uh, who's averaging 20 points per game, even though Portland is uh 31 uh, and 38. They're not doing so good, you know, mainly because you know I know the West been boggled up, but the team has not properly been built around Damian Lillard uh, quite right. But when he's on the floor, he's definitely a great, a solid ball player. Anthony Simons from Portland. From Portland, I remember he wasn't getting that much playing time at all. He's upped in his game up since CJ left, 21 points per game. Uh, Aaron Gordon from Denver. A lot of people don't know how what, how, what good season he's having. Bounce back than last year, 16 points per game. Desmond Bain, 21 points per game. And Josh Hart. Since he's been traded for to the New York Knicks, the team has been on a blazing roll and plus been played a big part of why they won that game against the Los Angeles Lakers. But since the trade deadline period, Josh Hart has been a really good energy player uh, on that um, on the New York Knicks team, and he's back with his buddy Jalen Brunson, who won the national champ, who he won the national championship with. I love those. I, I like that. Who you got? Uh, who you got? Come on, man. Y'all done stole most of mine already, but um, I'm going to go green. I'm, hey, I'm going to go green. <coughs> Eastern okay. Rockets, I'm going marketing. I'm going Bridges with Brooklyn. Okay. Um, I'm going to also go with, um, uh, who else did I say? I have my thing already. Um, uh, wait a second. You know, I'm going I'm to I'm shock you. I'm going to shock you all right now. I'm gonna go with Porzingis. I'm gonna go with oh, Porzingis. Man. I don't think he's been quietly good this year. Hey, I'm, I'm I'm trying to tell you something. And my last one, I think he he really don't get the recognition he deserves. And unfortunately, because of where they play at, I'm gonna go Bam. I'm sorry, what was the last one? Bam, 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 yeah, Bam. 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 I 100% agree with those, comments. All right, I'm going to hit y'all with mine real quick. So we're going to start off with Robert Williams from the Boston Celtics. Big Tom man, Lord. cleans up, does everything for the team, Good. dirty, Good. plays, tough, Good. and he's a disruptive guy. Good. Yep. I'm gonna, Next, I'm going to go with Nick Claxton from the Brooklyn Nets. Good one again. He's a guy that's very underappreciated, plays good defense. Um, he's, he's a decent shooter from close range. Um, and he's gonna have a question on that real quick as far as his ball handling. Sure. If he wins defensive player of the year, is he underrated? He's not gonna win defensive player of the year. Jerry Jackson Jr. is. I mean, for a big man, you consider him underrated. Yeah. You got well, I mean, you don't hear much recognition. Uh, yeah, you don't hear recognition. I mean, oh, I know, my guys are all I He's an all. I mean, he's the defensive player. Like that's one reason why. You don't hear him, but I mean, I, I'm not arguing with you that he's, you know, he's on no, the I'm, I'm just asking the question. Yeah, that's yeah. a fair question. All right, then I'm gonna go with Ayo Desunamu from the Chicago Ice. Bulls. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, good mentality. It's <clears throat> gonna, you know, it's gonna. He's, he's coming along more. He's being more of a piece of the roster, and he's gonna develop. He's he's gonna grow and develop with the team. But he's underrated so far as what he's done, you know, for that team so far. Now. I'm going to make Coach Dante smile with this one. I Uh-oh. think Coach Dante got the next closest thing to Nikola Jokic in the league on his team. He's underrated. Alperin Singen. Oh, my goodness. Alperin Singen and Alperin. Yep. 
He's uh, averaged 9.6 points a game in his rookie year. Um, He has a very similar skill set, as I said, to Jokic. I like the way he plays and what he does. Um, That's, what, four right there, right? Yep. And then for my fifth, I'm going to go with Terrence Mann. Mm. The reason I picked Terrence Mann is he's been a starting point guard for him. He's done everything. And I'm not saying he doesn't get any recognition, but for what he's doing for this team now, I don't think he gets enough recognition. Uh, and another guy I had on, on my list, um, but he's injured now, and he's showing kind of why he's important because of this injury, along with Ja being out, is Brandon Clark. Yes. Yeah. And you know, I forgot mine, Maxi. I forgot about Maxi. Well, Marcus, Marcus had Maxi on his list. So. Oh, well, you know that. Yeah, yeah everybody. Yeah. And, if we, and if we want to add just one more that no one's talked about just because, you know, we can. Um, Javon Carter from Milwaukee Bucks. I like he him. Stepped nice. in and played real good for those guys um, with injuries and guys not being able to start or having minute restrictions due to other things. He's he's been a very underrated piece for them as well. So yeah, a couple of bonus guys because you know. So yes. Right. Uh, I just want to ask a question on comment. One of the comments people. He said Mikael sure. Bridges. Yeah. I think if Mikael Bridges is in Phoenix, he is <laughs> underrated still. But what he's doing in Brooklyn. That man's gonna he's gonna be an all-star next year. Well, you know, yeah, that's like talking, talking about this year, though. Yeah, right. He went to Utah. Yeah, I mean, Mockley went to Chicago, Cleveland, got no 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 rhythm. He goes to Utah, he got rhythm. Same thing with Bridges now. He's he's free, he's free to be himself. And that's what holds back a lot of players because they got superstars on that team. They really can't expose themselves and, and be themselves. They gotta fit into a, a system of uh fit fit into a role. When then uh, you let some people go free, they can do that. All right, just- yeah, I got one more as well. Uh, Yang again, a team that's losing, but if you put him on a good team, if you put him on a solid French playoff team, this guy can get more recognition and he'll be a really good player and a really good scorer and a good rebounder. Uh, PJ Washington out of Charlotte, averaging 15 points per game. If he was on someone like the uh Denver Nuggets or the 76ers. The dude will be will be very solid. Or Phoenix, he will be very solid. You know, he's in Charlotte, so he's one of the, in one of the worst organizations in the league. So he he's not going to get recognition. So PJ Washington for me. I was watching them ball against my sisters tonight. <laughs> this team's I'm sorry, MJ. MJ about to sell a lot of his stakes to the team. Like I'm. Done I was about this. to bring that up. Can we discuss yeah. that? I know that's not a topic, but can we discuss that? Cool. If you want to discuss it, go ahead, sir. Just, just everybody's opinion on MJ possibly selling his stake in the in the Hornets. I think he's had enough. He's had enough. He's he's enough. He's had enough. He, he was a failure with it. Like let's be he's honest. He's still on the though. He's still he's only giving up. But how, not can giving he, up. how can well, the owner be a failure if he's not a Jerry Jones? This is what I, this is the question <laughs> I want Chris to ask. I want Chris specifically to answer this question. How can Michael Jordan be a failure when he's paying other people to do all the other jobs? He's not. Well, wasn't that. he a GM? He's not out. He's not. No, he's he's never been GM. He's the owner. He stays hands off. He owns. No, he does not. You you don't Mitch think Jordan's having. You don't Mitch think Jordan's Cup picking these people. GM. I do not. Because Michael Jordan knows what Michael Jordan's there to do. He's there to sit in the skybox. He's there to make sure there's money to write all the checks. He's there to make sure the positions are filled. There's a GM, and the GM has a job. Now, if you want to say Michael Jordan has been a poor guy at selecting GMs for the team since he's been there. 
Okay. But if you want to say Michael Jordan's been a failure, how can an owner be a failure if he's not a Jerry Jones or a Mark Cuban or those type of guys that want to be hands off? Michael Jordan has been completely hands off. He's been what a traditional owner is. I put the people in place, do your job. He's not in the he's not in the room with um Miss Cupcake, like Mitch pick this person, Mitch pick that person. No. Do you think he would have ever picked Michael Kidd Gilchrist? Do you yeah. ever see Michael Jordan yeah. picking Michael Kidd Gilchrist? He picked Kwame Brown. So yeah, I get it. So he That's had a piece to do with Kwame Brown being people. Yeah, Kwame yeah. Brown was right out of high school and he looked great against high school it's players. There's nothing wrong with you. I'm not going to say a failure. You own a team, so you can't be a failure. But what I'm saying is, the team, as an owner, your franchise is not as successful as it should be. Okay, but that's fine if you want yeah. to say that. But you can't say, I, personally, opinion. So let me put that part in there because you know everybody has their own opinion. But unless you're an owner that's hands-on, how can you really be looked at as a failure? If so we really don't think Jordan's hands-on in anything that he's doing in a basketball I in world. I live in Charlotte. Michael Jordan is not hands-on with the team. How does that mean that you live there? Because <laughs> that means I know people who know people. That means when things happen, we get the word. That means uh-huh. I sit on the radio and listen to people talk. It's never Michael Jordan is never included in these conversations. Michael Jordan is not a hands-on owner. He does not want to be a hands-on owner. You know what he does do? He'll go to practice, and he gets pissed off at them. He go to practice. He plays on the second team, and he whoops everybody's butt in the gym still to this day. That's what he does do. And what not, is that doing? Not a damn thing. Hey, the players, players, the players, the players, that's the point I'm making. That's the like, point I'm mean, making. The players aren't that good, man. The players aren't just the the players are, that they drafted aren't good. When whenever when right. good Michael Kidd, Greg, Gilchrist, Frank Kaminsky. Frank Kaminsky, hey, the players that they drafted really wasn't – they missed out on so many picks. Devontae Graham, all of those guys, the people that they drafted was horrible. So they they don't draft – they didn't draft well. They didn't draft well. Who who they picked up in free agency, they paid too much for. Gordon Haywood. Well, they had to pay. They they had to overpay because – My my question to you is this. You live out there, right? Do you think maybe, just maybe, because we all emphasize – there's not enough black ownership. Do you think maybe this is a move by Jordan saying, hey, look, here's open door? Hell you know, no. You don't think so? You don't give so. a damn about what the black what about black people want? No. Here's what I will say about I'm just black giving black an opportunity, I'm saying. Maybe. Here's something that a lot of people know about. Okay. I don't know. Youth um, middle school sports here. You go to the games, you don't have to pay. Why didn't I have to pay? Michael Jordan pays for that. That's what something people don't know, right? That's something you know when you know people. You get to you get at things. You, you hear things. That's something that he does. He doesn't broadcast. He doesn't go around, put it on TV, talking about it. But he does that, right? He does foundations. He does the things that the owner does. You have a team to do what the team does. Now, again, if you want to say Michael Jordan has been unsuccessful or a failure in the people that he's chosen, I'm 100% with you. But if you want to try to say Michael Jordan is influencing the decisions that those people are making, I'm 1,000% against you. So we need to make the separation between the two. He's not good at choosing the people to do the roles. That's been proven. He's not influencing the roles. That's the thing. But I would sell a team that's worth $1.77 billion. I would sell majority stake in that team and take my money. I would. No, nah, I'll definitely do that. 
Yeah. Go ahead and walk away. I mean, at least some of it. He's not selling all of it. He's just selling the majority. So what he's doing is basically, instead of being the majority owner, he's going to be a minority owner again, like right. he was when it was the Bobcats. So he's not selling all of his stake, just the majority of the stake. So he'll still be a part owner. And also, you have to pay people here to come because this isn't Atlanta, New York, Miami, Philadelphia, California. This isn't a desirable location. What top tier free agents say, oh, I want to go play for the Charlotte Hornets? Right? Nobody from Jordan's there messing up stuff. That's ignorant, but I expect that from a guy who just loves Chris Paul so much that he's a Chris Paulite. <laughs> so I'm not even surprised by that at all. But two ways they can do is either through the draft or free agency. And you and you can't get the top guys through free agency, so you have to draft well. And they yeah. haven't done that. You know? They haven't drafted well at all. They haven't drafted yeah. well since they since they became the Charlotte Bobcats. They haven't even drafted well. Well, well like they drafted Kemba Walker. That was the right. That was you know Kemba Walker probably. Yeah. What's the right move that they really drafted? And Michael Okafor was actually. Michael Okafor was decent. Yeah, he was decent for a couple for uh for about four seasons. And after that, outside of that, they haven't drafted well outside of those two. They haven't drafted. And see, here's Did, the thing. they had Chris Paul on the Hornets, didn't they? No, that, that was, was New Orleans. New Orleans. Oh, New Orleans. Okay. New Orleans did. Yeah. So, um, you know, quick story is funny. So a lot of people here on the Anthony Davis draft. It was Anthony Davis, MKG. Bradley Beal and other people on the board. A lot of people throughout Charlotte really wanted Bradley Beal out of college. It's like, oh, we should get Beal with a number two pick. Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal. So they had, you know, MJ on a couple of different, you know, radio shows, local radio shows. You know, his thing was, you know, <clears throat> I, 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 you know, if they ask me my opinion, I'll give my opinion on the player, but I leave that to the people who that's their job to do. You know, he's on other shows. They, they talked to, uh, I forgot who the GM was at the time, but uh, who the GM was at the time. And he was the idiot. But they talked to him. And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, Michael will give his opinion, but he doesn't say, like, do this or do that. He lets me do my job. The next GM said the same thing. Mitch Kupchich says the same thing. Um, you know, people that work in the organization, people that have worked in the organization, they all said the same thing. He stays out of the day-to-day basketball operations. Because one thing that we have to always understand, and I don't think this just goes for Jordan, but a lot of other owners as well. If you either didn't play the game or you played the game at a high level, you don't have the right ability to judge to make those decisions. Michael Jordan cannot judge a kid out of high school or a mid-tier free agent because his standards are too high because he's Michael freaking Jordan. Right. He's not going out there saying, oh, yeah, this guy, you know, he's a good three and three and D guy. You know, he'd be good for the team. A person like me or y'all who. Maybe played high school, except for comment, of course, but the rest of us, um, you know, may have played high school, may have played a little, a little college on the bench or whatever. Yeah, we're gonna, you know, we've seen a lot of the game. We've sat back and watched a lot of games being played while we were on the side with the coaches, right? So we have to understand. We sat and watched a lot of games from the stands, watched a lot of games on TV. But when you've played at a high level, it's hard to then go and judge. That's why Larry Bird hasn't been successful. When he was coaching, I mean, I'm not saying he was garbage, but it was hard for him to keep that job in. And it's hard for him to be a, a long term coach because expectations. I'm Larry Bird. I expect you to be able to do this, 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 this. These kids ain't doing that these days. This is a whole new generation of player. Guys who are successful are those guys who either didn't play, came up through the coaching ranks, or guys that were, you know, okay players. Danny H., great example, great executive. He wasn't a superstar player, he was a good role player. Emu Doka. 
he played basketball, and most people even know that. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these guys that are successful, they never reach that superstar level because you your 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 bottom is what most people's top is. Your bottom for expectations. So understanding that he's not trying to be part of that process, and other great players, if they're in those positions, shouldn't try to be part of the process. Let other people do that. Let the people who can judge that correctly, or you hope can judge that correctly, because in the case of the Charlotte Hornets, and they're not the only team, but in their case and other teams, it hasn't been done properly. So what the whoever the next owner is, what they've got to do is figure out what Michael Jordan did wrong as far as who he was bringing in and why that didn't work. Charlotte ever wants to be a good team. There's only one way they can do it. They have to build it through the draft and get enough pieces where a mid-tier star will say, okay, well, Charlotte's got this, 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 and this. I'll go play with them. A guy like a Dragic, right, or somebody like that. That's the ceiling <clears throat> for what Charlotte is on players that they're going to get in unless they draft them or they overpay them. So that's why you talk about guys getting overpaid to Charlotte. They have to overpay them to get them to come. That's sad. But that's the hundred percent truth. Made your point perfectly clear. There is the AD sighting, by the way. He is playing tonight. Just said the AD sighting. <laughs> but no, that's the thing on um, you know, for me, for him as a player, I just want to make sure that that you know, on him as an owner, that that's that's there, so that people are using the proper context. It's good. People he picked now. They thought Cupcake was going to be the, the the savior here. Um, I think he realizes he can't he can't be the one making those decisions as far as choosing who's who's evaluating who's a GM. So it's better to step away, let someone else do that. I'll still keep my stake, but I can cash out a nice lump of change right now as well. So I think that's you know to me what he's doing with the whole situation. I mean, they got a chance she to get a, a better pick, right? Maybe, maybe they can get the 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 African guy. Maybe that would when help. Maybe or they got the two guys from the G League and then they got one of those um, guys. Scoop and Scoop Anderson. Yeah, they got him and then they got Miller. Yeah, Scoop. Scoop, I so think. They got, be they're probably good. one of them. Yeah, Scoop's gonna be nice. I think Scoop's gonna be real good. I think he's nice. I mean, the thing with Scoop to me is you've seen him play against other guys that are at least run level under the NBA. Right. I don't think we've seen that for Victor. <coughs> You know what I'm saying? Victor is just talent, though. Uh, yeah. I mean, most of that play overseas, they might come into the league, you know, just learning the rules of the NBA first, but then they catch on. Jokic, Luka. Some of them do. Some of them do. is a hoe. Yes. I mean, some of them, you know, not good. I agree with that 100%, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> some of them not good, so. That's like the only thing we ever agree on basketball. We're like, cool. (laughs) It's not the only thing, but it's definitely one consistent thing. (laughs) I tell you, one team, even though we're talking about uh, this year, you got to watch it for Oklahoma City next year. Look who they got coming back. Who they got coming back? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And they're going to be probably top 10 pick. Giddy's going to be nice. Again, uh, what you call it back? That's been hurt. Yeah. The seven footer there, seven footer. Chet Holmes. Chet Holmes. Chet Holmes yeah. coming back. SGA's yeah. balling. Oh, it's gonna take them a year or two, I think, to learn how to win together. But they are gonna be dangerous. If they can get like that good veteran presence in a locker room, someone like 
a Drogic or something just comes in there just to help, you know, just to, to be a mindset for him. I thought you were about to say Chris Paul go back. <laughs> oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Damn. We, nah, he did what he did. Right, he, he set up SGA for success. Chris Paul was he like, did. look, you know, look, young buck, I taught you everything. You got it. He actually did. I, I actually will give him that. He actually did do that. I do give Chris Paul credit for that. Nobody okay. cares, Marcus. No, okay, no, see, no, 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 Marcus. I don't even care what you got to say. <laughs> you guys are too What's much. What's the next man? topic? Too much, man. <laughs> so last thing we're going to uh, discuss this evening, guys. I was going to put two and one, and this will be our last thing here. So <clears throat> will Lonzo Ball play basketball again? And is Zion going to return this season? I'll hop on that. First one is no, and the second one is no. <laughs> no, <and> no. <laughs> I no, agree with you, Khan. It's unfortunate, though. I feel bad because he's going to have some type of surgery that is like, I feel bad for the, the ball family, man, but he's going to have a surgery that I never even heard what it's called. You know what it's called? The surgery he's going to have? For Lonzo? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Is, is that the same thing? Brendan Royer? It, it's it's some crazy stuff, man. If it's he, not, it's like very similar. Yeah, he said he's done for the year. Zion, he comes back and then he hurts himself again. He'll come back and hurt himself again. He will not be, he's not coming back. It's see, unfortunate. He's dealing with more so like hamstring injuries, right? For Zion. And he just signed a maxi contract before the year began. Would you that big? Would you that big? He's played 35 minutes of his career. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Dante, what you got, man? Uh, what was the question again? <laughs> is uh, is uh, Lonzo Ball going to play basketball again? Is And is Zion going to play again this season? I don't know if Zion going to play again this season. I, I don't think he's going to play again this season. I think he's going to be out for the rest of the season. And for Lonzo Ball, I'm going to go NA up on that one. I, I don't actually don't know. I think it's an opportunity can do it. But when you can't get up out the bed and you can't walk on your leg, that's a problem. That's a certain problem. So when you can't do that, uh, that that's uh, signs for disaster. So uh, it's a good chance you may see him bad, and it's a good chance uh, you, uh, you don't. But other than that, he was getting his uh, career on straight. Uh, yeah. His three-point shooting was really good. He was shooting it at 40 uh 40 uh percent which is really good for him you saw he was changing his form he changed the form of his shot which really looked good but when you can't get up out of bed and you can't at least walk on it that's a problem yeah what you got chris no to zion uh because if he does it, it i mean it just throws off everything that they done without him anyway you know he, he'll mess up chemistry going into the playoffs i know he's like an important piece to it like he, he would make them better but just from what they done going to the playoffs he could throw that off so nah you gonna let him ride out this year uh don't risk anything else because I mean, if you get him in the playoffs to do what get him in the first round if y'all make it in you know so nah i just gonna let him rest it out I don't really want to speak on Lonzo. I would love to see him come back. Uh, like Coach said, he was finally getting the credit that he was deserving. Um, he had fixed that shot. He mm-hmm. put the time in. 
He was already a hell of a defender, a great passer. So he was improving. I know we know he's missing next year. If he misses the year, any time of the year after that, unfortunately, you do kind of want to just hang it up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's my thing with Lonzo. It's like he's not a high flyer. He's, you know, he's not 360 ducker done like that. And for your legs, dude, oh, that's, that might be a problem. You know, and for him to put the work in that he did to go out like that as of right now, ah, that's tough. Yeah, it is. Definitely. Well, Zion, he might return, but then again, he might be out the next game. Just, we just don't know with him at this point. I mean, and for him, for his body size to fly like that, he's I was gonna say, yeah, I was gonna say that. I think his weight, yeah, his weight. Him so big, caused yeah. a little bit of an issue for him. I agree. So, yeah, so I, I don't think he's coming back this this season. I, so I'm, I'm I don't really agree. say this. Oh, I'm sorry, Cole. No, you good. I'm gonna agree with Chris on um Zion. Um <clears throat> I don't think he comes back. I think that they'll be better off because they've had to play so long without him. Um he's they're a better team, of course, with him. And I've said this on several occasions, but I think you're at a point now you're going in a stretch of the season. If he's not available to play now, we're not we're shaking on the hamstring. Like Marcus even said, why why risk it? Just sit out. Don't need to risk it for the biscuit, just sit out. Work on some conditioning. Try to maybe see if you can drop some pounds. He's always going to be a large guy. He's got a big frame, but mm-hmm. maybe see if you can cut down a few pounds and change some of those explosive wild dunks to just a nice layup off the board or just a regular dunk. You know, just try to keep some of the wear and tear off of your body uh, when you do return. And I think you'd be better off to just do that next season because I don't think anyone has New Orleans winning a championship. So if you're not in the championship hunt and you got a guy who exactly. has shown some ability to be fragile, kind of like Anthony Davis has been at times as well. Um, when you're in a situation where you're not really going to benefit too much from his return, just like the Lakers did with, with uh, him last year, just shut him down. Stop that he's going to play, maybe not, and just let him not play. So Lonzo Ball is having a cartilage replacement, a cartilage transplant, excuse me, surgery. So this is going to be the third surgery. Um, <clears throat> I think he plays again, but I don't think he plays at all next season. So I think we're looking at him having the surgery and him not seeing a court at all next season in the game. Um, I hope I, my expectation would be somewhere near the last half of the season. We start he starts to do some basketball activities, maybe by himself, shooting, dribbling, you know, things like that. But I don't think he plays a game at all next season either. And I think yeah. after that, they reevaluate him and he at least has an opportunity the season after next, um, the 2024. 2025 season. So next yeah. year would be 23, 20, so 2024, yeah, yeah, 2025. Yeah. I think that season he will be able to make a comeback. The question will be if he will be able to stay on the court once he gets back. But I think he'll at least get back on the court and have a chance to play and see if that cartilage uh, surgery helps. Yeah, but kind of like what Marcus said, though, like with his style, he's not a, a high contact player. Right. Yeah. And that's why I think he has a good chance because yeah. he's not. Yeah. He's a guy that's kind of like. It's not going to fit. Like, that's the one thing about it. Like, it's not. Yeah. It doesn't alter his his play style at all, really. It's right. just the ability of being on the court. But um, I did have a quick question on Zion. Is he in danger of being a bust? 
No. I don't think he's in danger of being a bust because when he does play, you can see the difference he makes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's dynamic when he does play. But I do see why you asked the question because you think about like Greg Oden, right? A lot of talent, but could never stay healthy. Exactly. But, yeah. Thank but you. I think the difference with Zion is this is like a lot of little ticky tack hamstring here. Yeah, that's what it is. Here. It's like, bro, just you see that your body can't hold a weight. But see, and Greg Oden has a legitimate injury. Yeah. I don't think that's, he's a bust. I don't think he's a bust. I, I just think he's probably not going to live up to expectations of what was predicted uh, for his career. Okay, he's, that's a better way to put it, yeah. man. Thank you. Zion's going to be one of those type of uh, players, I feel. He's going to have a short career. He, he had, He's going to be a great player when he's on the court, but the injury is going to take just take over, just start to take over. So, I want I'm not gonna label him as a bust. When he's on the court, he's dominant as hell. He's a 20 point per game score. He's a 20, at least a 23 point per game score. But his injury, it look like for him, it look like his career gonna be cut a little bit of short the way it's going right now. So he's gonna be Blake Griffin. No, because at least when Blake Griffin was a high flyer, and he matched his body type. You like Griffin played like what 14 years, 13 years? Well, it could I mean, be somebody. I, I can see why when you're saying that, yeah. Go ahead, yeah, go it could be something like that. It fit Blake Griffin for Zion. You can't be jumping that high with that weight, you know. But it could be the similar thing because you have a certain amount of time, six to eight years, where you like a star player, <laughs> and then you understand how to play a different game, and maybe you're not a star anymore, but you're a good role player, right? So maybe. Maybe that is a good like. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good comparison, right there. With a career, yeah, maybe. No. Yeah. But see, here's the thing: with Blake Griffin, he was still healthy enough to give you, you know, some solid years, you know, without in and out the lineup. So I, well, you know, he had some he had some years where he was a uh, where he was hurt right. for a while too. Yeah. Stuff. yeah. So I think that's a good comparison because he comes back. It has like a second chapter of his career where you're not the guy anymore and you're not really dunking anymore. Like, break Griffin on dunking games no more, right? Like, every once in a while, you might see him do like a little simple dunk. He ain't flying around doing 360s, dunking on people, exploding and all that. He's understanding where his body is at and how he needs to play to be able to play that 20, 25 minutes he played. But so see, that's what I'm I saying. With, Zion, with, with Blake Griffin, you know what he gave you. See, Zion's still early in this is what his fourth season. I think four. Yeah, became the same year as Josh. Yeah, so it's like at least you know Griffin gave you four or five good years straight. No injuries played. I think you'll get that. Why did he he gave it a lot? Remember, he missed his first year. Yeah, he missed his first year. Yeah, I'm saying he gave you like four or five good years of basketball. Well, I mean, I think you'll get that from Zion. Zion didn't have a lot of since he got into the NBA. Is what I'm saying. But I think what he's saying is, here's what you're looking at, like the body types and their production at their quote-unquote peak. What he's saying is a guy that people are going to look at as a star for six to eight years or whatever, and then realize he's not going to be that, but he's still going to stay in the league because he can do so many other things. Exactly. He'll get an opportunity to be like a bench player or like a secondary player somewhere where he's not asked to do as much, which will keep him from hopefully by then mentally he'll be like, all right, I need to play this way in order to stay in the league, and then he plays that way. I think that's what you know Chris is saying. Coach Dante helped yeah. you. Yeah, yeah Blake, Blake Griffin had 11 good years, 11 all-star type of years, elite years, when he played when he played awesome until he declined pretty much. His decline 
His decline actually, his decline came when he went to Detroit. Actually, his decline came. So he, before he got to Detroit, he gave you about eleven years. That's pretty solid. He gave you about eleven All Star years. So what I'm saying with Zion is you can see the potential, but yeah, he's not. He's not. He's in that lineup, so it's not really comparable to Blake because Blake gave like he's still he's still early in his career where you don't really get to see the real Zion because he's in and out the lineup. What I'm saying. I don't think that's a fair comparison. Right, but you're comparing tit for tat. You're being literal with it. It's not literal. Yeah, I'm not saying that, like... No, I'm not saying literal either. It's like... You're being tit for tat. You say, oh, Blake, he didn't get hurt, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's fine. That's really irrelevant to what he's saying. What he's saying is there's going to be a period of time where Zion's going to be the guy. Right, that's what I'm saying. But Once it, it, so it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Marcus, it doesn't matter how much he plays. It doesn't matter if he only plays half those years. It doesn't matter if he plays every game. There's going to come a point, just like it did with Blake Griffin, where you say Blake's not the same guy. I would say for me, them last couple of years in the Clippers, he was starting to decline as well. He was. He really was. Yeah, it was before. You know, that's why they let him go to Detroit. Yeah. Because so I would say that last spot. So he probably had about a good eight to nine years, in my opinion, that he was the best version of himself. But then the Clippers were bad for a couple of years, so it didn't really matter who was there. But I think he's saying there's going to be that time where you consider him a star, whether he plays half the games, whether he plays every game. And there's a time where you say, okay, his body's not going to allow him to be the player he once was. And you can argue that, oh, he's not really wasn't that much because he was hurt a lot. But it doesn't matter when he does play. Zion is normally the best player on the court when he plays. There's very few situations where he's not the best court player on the court right now when he plays. And four to six more years, that's probably not going to be the case if he doesn't, if he's not able to strap together four or five years where he plays consistently. So he's going to have to have a second act of his career for any type of longevity where he's going to have to be either a secondary star or like your sixth man. That's the role that Blake had to adjust to and adapt to. So what, he, what we're saying is that career comparison, you're the guy for a while. But then to stick around, you can't do a LeBron and continue to be the guy. You're going to have to, or even like a Chris Paul, because Chris Paul, to me, I don't feel he's as good as people make him out, but he's been consistent. He didn't start out averaging 40 points a game and 20 assists and 10 steals and then just fall off. You know, numbers-wise, obviously he's a little bit older, so he's going to be a little bit less, but he's always been another guy that has been a star player in the league. And I've never said he hasn't been a star player. I've always said he's not – an elite, all great player, but he's a star player. I never said he wasn't a star player. So I mm-hmm. think that's what we're saying is he's going to have a time frame where he's going to be that guy, but then he's going to have to adjust unless he can get himself healthy. The comparison I give him be Anthony Davis. That'd be the comparison I give him because for what you want to say about Blake, he has a period where he's been the guy. You're going to decline. That's any superstar or whoever. But if you're not the guy. play, I'm saying Zion if you're not the guy. to play, then you can't really say you're the guy. You still the guy? What do you mean? So you say not, so you say LeBron's not the guy? Your your king LeBron ain't the guy? Because he's well, not right playing now, right now. He's not the guy. You know what I'm saying? He can't come back and be the guy. He can't then, be the guy when he's playing. And he's not the guy who's not playing. He's either the guy and he's hurt. Or he's not the guy and he's hurt. LeBron still can't be the guy because with LeBron being the guy, you still in the play So something has to change there. But as far as Zion and Blake Griffin comparison. Blake gave you more than enough that he stayed healthy that you know his game. He declined because he got older. He can't be a high flyer, so he had to switch the game up. 
Zion, we know where he could be, but he's not healthy enough to be there consistently is what I'm saying. So regardless of how you spin it, if he's not there consistently, he can't be the guy. So you can't really cop him to play this guy. Listen to what you're saying. It doesn't even make sense, Marcus. It makes, <laughs> it sense. It make sense. It makes sense. You're trying to sit here and tell anybody in the world that Zion is not the guy on his team and not one of the best players in the league. It doesn't matter if he that's plays not, That's not what I said. That's not what I said. He is man. still the best player on his team. He's still but one he's of the best playing, players in the league. That's what I'm saying. Zion so hasn't put together a consistent play. season. Everybody doesn't like play. Okay, but anyway, Zion hasn't put a, together a consistent season. No, he doesn't. He hasn't done it for years. you, nobody else. What are you talking about? Nobody else is worried about if he plays the whole season or not because they know whenever he does play, he's going to be one of the greatest players that plays. You're the only one saying, oh, you know, he hasn't put together a whole season. But he hasn't. So, therefore, you really oh, can't okay. compliment to somebody okay. that's put together okay. a good run. He hasn't put together a good run yet. So how many let's years just say, Blake Griffin, how many years did Blake Griffin play? How many years did Blake Griffin play? Let's just say in the next three years, in the next three years, and he's still in at the lineup. You don't really see how good he's he been in the league for eight years now. So now, naturally, the decline. How good he is! You really can't get a good. Can you really say how good the Pelicans are with Zion? He's not really in the lineup. We're talking about Zion when he's in the lineup. It doesn't matter because when he's in the lineup, no, it doesn't matter. When he's in the lineup, they're not really like when he's out the lineup. They're not really falling off as much. Yes, he really. really? Let me let me shut that down right now. Where were the New Orleans Pelicans before Zion got hurt? What place were they in the West? Third, I believe. That was in the they first. Were, they were, they were first one. or second. They were second. They were number one. Okay. They, they, were, they, had, they, they got number one. They, they were number one. Spread between okay, one look, and two that, before he got hurt. Now he's oh, been. Now he's out. Where what I'm play. saying is, if you can't compare a 11 year career to a five year career with no consistency to it, that's what I'm, I'm not saying. saying that. No, I'm saying because that. Listen, what I'm saying. So even after you say four to five years, he's a man on his team. Okay, but if you're hurt. You're not putting together a consistent season. You can't be the man. So Anthony Davis has never been the man on his team. Who? Anthony Davis has never been the man. That's on what his I team. said. You can copy Anthony Davis because if Anthony Davis put consistent years together, then you would then you would Anthony know. Davis so was the man the You can copy him to that. But Zion's been in for five years now, and he hasn't played a full season. So what are the Pelicans really with Zion? You don't know. A, a top two team this year. We do know. That. They, they were the so, number one seed. They were the number one seed with Zion this year. Now the, the, you want to know how they're doing without him? They are out of the playoffs. Plus, they just lost to my Rockets tonight without him. That's are fine, the Pelicans but... better with Zion or without him? They better with Zion. No, I'm asking Marcus that one. I know what everybody else is going to say. <laughs> I mean, because last year they made it to the play-in without Zion. So, I mean, every season is different, but when I'm saying – with the whole thing going okay, and, and five years. Right, now, so if they have Zion, do they have a chance Zion. of beating? Do they have a better chance of beating Phoenix last year with and Zion? Zion? They took last Phoenix year? to six last year with Zion. Last they have beat Maybe I don't know. Maybe does he increase their chances? He does increase. I'm not saying that. You know what I'm saying? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you get him healthy for a full season, then you see what the Pelicans got. But you haven't held him healthy for five years now. So you don't know what the Pelicans really are with Zion. But as with Blake Griffin, you know what he was with the Clippers. You had him healthy. That's what I'm saying. That's not a good comp. Yeah. The, the Clippers never made it to the Western Conference Finals with Blake Griffin. Okay, but they, that's right. They never made it to the Western Conference Finals with Blake Griffin. That's fine. Never. But where have the Pelicans been with Zion or without him? They were the so first seed. They were the first seed literally without okay, him. Okay, but you they can't. That, that's just this season. That's all you can say. 
but he hasn't put together a healthy enough or a consistent season to know what the Pelicans really are. You know what the Clippers was with Blake. This is Zion's third year in the league. His third year? Zion's third or fourth? I thought he was on his fifth year. This is his fourth, right? This is his third year. I don't know if he came in the title. Sandwich Java Rant. Yeah. He came. Because he sat out one year. That's the thing. He sat out one year. 2020, 21, 22, 23. Four years, right? Okay. So, if it's four, three, or four years, you don't know. three years. He's played for three. No, he's, but he's been in the league. He's, he's been in the league for four. He set out one year. Right. I That's what was throwing me off. But we don't we don't count Blake Griffin's year either. We don't count Blake Griffin's year either. We did like or Michael Porter Jr.'s do we? No, that's no, fine. you don't. But I'm just saying, like as far as from what I was my mindset on yeah. the year so, thing. Like yeah. I know his so rookie year is Josh's rookie yeah. year, but I'm going off a of draft day. What I was looking at. That's what I was trying to. Okay, get, so even in straight. four years, you still don't know what he, what y'all got with Zion consistently because he's in and out the lineup. Is all I'm saying. If he's trying to get a whole consistent season, then you'd be like, okay, he's the man. We know what we got. Then he gives you four or five years. Then there's a drop off. He goes to us, but we don't know what Zion is for the Pelicans because he's not playing like that. You can't That's really go off. Thirty-five games. That's what I'm he saying. But is, you can't really go on thirty-five games is, and say he's a cop to Blake Griffin. That's what I'm saying. He, he has a hundred and fourteen games. He has hundred and fourteen games in his career. He's averaged twenty-five point eight points, seven rebounds, three point six assists. He shot sixty percent from the field, thirty-four percent from three. He shot sixty-nine percent from free throws. I'm not saying that the man's not good when he's playing, and he's you know been. Saying? And he's been the reason that the um, Pelicans have been better when he's been on the court than when he's not. They did make the play in last year. That's great. But if they had Zion, they would have been a better team. So what I'm saying to you is Zion is a bona fide baller. Everyone can see that. If you want to say you want to see the full season before you say that, that's fine. The rest of us know as well as the rest of the I'm saying is he's not I'm not saying he's not an all-star calorie, he's not great. What I'm saying is the comp to Blake Griffin is just not a great comp. That's what I'm saying. It's a great comp. It's not a great comp. It's a great comp. <laughs> it is a wonderful comp. It's not a great comp. Uh, it just doesn't make no sense. Interesting it's show. A wonderful comp. Great great job, Chris, with that comp. <laughs> Don't let him fill your head up. That was a bad just cause, just cause, Just because one blasphemous dude. Uh, it's not blasphemous. Like, how can you play 136 games in 82 seasons in a game you've been in league for four years? That doesn't add up to being, you know what I'm saying, a good a all-star player. I'm sorry. You're hurt. It does add to Wait, you're agree with him being an all-star player now? That's because all he's been an all-star. Like, he's been an all-star. You're going, to, you're going to compare this to Blake Griffin. Like, that's the bad He's been an all-star. Are you saying Zion's not an all-star right now? I'm not saying that neither. What I'm saying is he ain't saying nothing. He's just saying he don't have the comp. <laughs> and he's trying to dance from every comp, angle to right. try to make it right. How you gonna you know, go with somebody right. that you know proven in the Clippers that played, but you're trying to say that somebody that's played 132 games in four seasons is compared to this okay, guy. but you're looking at from and this was not my point to begin with. 
you're looking at Blake's whole career right now. If you look at his first few seasons, he didn't play all 82. If you even take his first few seasons, it's still better than Zion's. Well, his first season ain't better than Zion because his first season he didn't play a game. Zion did play 24 games his rookie year. He missed the 2021-2022 season with a foot injury. So he's only played three years. I'm not counting the year of the foot injury. But he's technically been in four years, but he's played three years. But he did play 24 games his rookie year. Blake Griffin didn't play a game his rookie year. So Okay, but Blake Griffin in that He did have a better rookie year than Blake Griffin because he stepped on the foot. A, still has a better career than Zion Williams right now. If you take those three years, his first three years, or four, you take his. If you take his first four years, it's a better career than Zion right now. He hasn't had a year where he's been better than Zion. He definitely has not. Okay, he's played more. But okay, you got your. There's never been. There's never been a team. There's never been a team that Blake Griffin has been on where he has been the superstar. The Clipper days, if Blake Griffin wasn't on the Clippers, they don't get nowhere. If Chris Paul wasn't on that team to throw him lobs, what what, what do we have from Blake Griffin? The same thing. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Clippers wasn't even a playoff team before Chris Paul got there. Chris I'm Paul. Not, I'm not going to sit here. Wait, wait. Y'all got me Chris Paul. Let's go home. Let's go home. Chris Paul was a first year they were a playoff team. Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin couldn't even lead the team to the playoffs. Okay. And they did it with Chris Paul. Let's go home. Chris Paul got that the first season. They were the playoff team. Chris Paul confirmed. Everybody needs a good point guard, you know what I'm saying, to show their talent. Okay. So what? He he got there without Blake Griffin. Are they really getting as far as they did? I don't think so. But hey, basketballs played a different way at that time too. So that's just ladies, a bad comp. I don't care what you say. It's a bad ladies comp. and gentlemen. Um, as usual, Marcus doesn't see what we all see. That's fine. He's entitled to his incorrect opinion. Yeah, I just want that's just a bad comp. <laughs> that's you it's know you know he's entitled to his incorrect. I'm always opinion. going to say. Because we live in the United States. I always want to say Jordan had three. Jordan had two good three years. No, Mark. We've been on two, two, two hours. We've been you know what I'm saying? So no, yeah. I'm just going to put it like that. I see. I All right. See so different. we are going to end the show now because Marcus is now going off into stuff that doesn't do what we're talking about. So, <laughs> um, you guys have a wonderful evening. Appreciate everyone that came on, on tonight. Oh, and, um, this was a I can't, I can't stoop that low. I'm sorry, but uh, I'm sorry. I'm just too high. You can't get to the no, level. You, no, you too low. You're too low. That's you know what I'm saying. Uh, but My all right, gentlemen, too high. I'll holler at y'all. Um, shout out to everyone on the panel this year. Shout out to everyone that watched. Like shout out to everyone that watches the replays. And it goes like Marcus at his uh his fantasy frequency along with his fantasy other things. This is amazing. Chris Weber. And uh, this dude, this is the same dude that said Chris Weber was an all time great player. And Patrick Beverly is an all time great um, player as well. So that's what we get from this guy. I just want y'all to understand this guy, his frequency is so high. So y'all have a great evening, and we'll see you next week.